The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown & Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2. Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Welcome, friends, to the program. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, The Plowhawk, and Action Jackson with you on the program. And, Doug, we want the people to text in the Jeff Lottman. J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's right. Okay. Uh, text inbox 314-881-TMA5. And uh, email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. And participate in the YouTube chat. The YouTube chat is known as the snake pit on the fast lane. Yeah. What would you like it to be known as on uh, this particular radio presentation? The YouTube chat. Uh, it's a lot of, we have Jen in there, so there's a girl in there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the no-kill moron <laughs> shelter doesn't work. Well, I kind of like that. Yeah. It's not bad at all. It kind of defines us. Yeah, it is it yours. Yeah, okay, that's it. Okay. Welcome to the uh, no-kill moron shelter, uh-huh. and you can participate in the program. Uh, if you dolts don't, Doug, they're not happy right out of the gate. What are you upset by? We're at 709. We haven't said anything. Lousy, you got all the levers in the right spot? I actually did just that double glance over. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that's, Hitting all oh, the, the Barrett Sports Media. Happy Barrett Sports Media middle market top 20 day to you and yours. That's oh. from Zach's wife, Gummy. How'd we do? Jackson, is that out? No. Oh, I thought probably. I was out at like at 7 o'clock. Uh, I checked about... 7 Mountain. 15, Seven Mountain. <laughs> checked about 15 minutes ago and it was not up. It looked like they hear... Did you sleep well last night? I didn't. Not a I tried to give some last-minute, you know, push, you know, to the audience and some of the executives. I texted personally. Oh, you know some really? of the fifty? Yeah. Well, they're all made up. Whoa, whoa. We did the math, like the time to calculate fifty executives getting in a room, listening to sh- other shows mm-hmm. while they're running their business. Right. That's all they would do. For no pay. To, to listen to shows, multiple shows in each market, for then, every market around the country. Vote. Yeah, take the time to vote. Sure they do. Imagine it was like John Kowski was one of them. John, we got a sales meeting. I can't make it. I got some stations I'm listening to. So I got to vote for yeah. Barrett Sports for Media. A poll. <laughs> <laughs> That's more important. Oh, yeah, I didn't sleep. I, I, I knew you hadn't slept a couple of years ago. Well, it wasn't because of that. It's because of the CPAP equipment. The alarm oh. keeps going off. And... <sighs> beep, 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 beep. I'm breathing over here. I'm okay. No, you're not. You must be stopped. You might, you, you're not breathing. I am breathing. <sighs> so this it goes on all night long. So it alerts you that you're dying? That... <laughs> that Like there's too much air escaping or something. Your you wife... must not be taking it in. Does your wife sleep in the same bed as you? There's no one sleeps in the same bed. How could they? Yeah, those things are... Neighbors can't sleep. I didn't mean yeah. to get personal, but there's no way I could put up with that. Well, that's what the sleep apnea machines, like, that's kind of the downfall. It's like, they're so, it's like their own human in the room. Mm-hmm. Like, they're huge. Yeah. Well, they're different sizes. 
depending on how much, how badly you need it. You need a travel-sized one. The amount of times you go on these luxurious vacations. Uh, Monaco. Yeah. Do you okay. have one just sitting on the nightstand in Monaco? Do you <laughs> yeah. leave one there? You've absolutely did. Is there? Do you think there's a sleep app machine in Monaco? They're they're, they're travel <laughs> size. It's it's not much bigger than a laptop. But do you travel with your home? Like, because you talk about how annoying it is. Yeah, and how you have big to travel with it. I, I recently got a smaller one. Okay. I went from the nuclear size okay, down they, to the much smaller. How you explain? Breaking it was, news. Yeah. Hate to interrupt. The top 20 has just been released. Okay. This Where morning show in market. There are two uh, Barrett Sports Media's top 20 major market sports radio morning shows of 2023. Doug St. Louis was at one time top 10 market. I think we, yeah, I think we, well, way back it was, yeah. All right. Um, Ooh, I bet when you started at KMOV, it was a top 20 market. Yeah, I think it was 17 or 18 or and, so. And uh, now? It's, I think, 23, maybe. And right, falling, but trending. Yeah, falling down. What? I'm only seeing 22. 22? Yeah, so take that. <clears throat> it was a big thing to fall below 20 because a lot of the national advertisers, advertisers. advertise in the top 20 markets. So with that said, um, number one, uh, UFL championship game is going to be hosted at the Dome. So I'm just countering that. And then number two, the results are in. Okay. We are now a mid-market. So I hope that doesn't come off as a humble brag. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to small here in another 10 years. Okay, we are not number one. Mm. We are not number one. Goodbye, bonus. What happened? Farewell uh, pool in the that, backyard. That goes to Greg McElroy. You may remember him from Roll Damn Todd. Yeah, quarterback. And do you pronounce it Cole Cube? I say Cube. Yeah. <laughs> They're in Birmingham. Oh, gosh. Tough competition. I could see how they could get to be number one, though. And then they we all... could just be number two. That would probably be all right. Well, that's Kenny Carmen and Anthony Lima. Son of a uh, sack Did you sleep with? <laughs> yeah, his niece. Maybe that's his daughter. Uh, well, his name's Anthony, so you never know, though. Uh, they're in Cleveland. Dog. Cleveland's mm. not a top 20 market. Huh. It isn't? I guess not. Man, that was, that was top 10 just about 15 years ago. Really? I was I think I'm so. surprised by that. I think it was. I'm learning things as I go through this. Uh, well, not number three either. This is now you start to you start to get a little tight as it's you read. It's a typo. It. It's got to be a typo. It's like when you're reading your report card. What C plus? Uh, Mac attack with Chris McLean and Travis Hancock got oh, number well, three. Yeah, where are they at? Where, where are the, Charlotte. I could see that. Yeah, bad year for the Panthers. They probably no, held a lot of NASCAR talk. Uh, okay, not number fourth. Mm. That's. Do you pronounce it Ramon or Raymond? Do you say number fourth? Number four. <laughs> Kayla and Will. Oh, good. They're in Nashville. Okay, we're not number. We're not in the top five Typo. because Jeremy and Joe in Buffalo are. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. <laughs> we haven't heard Did like he fun nicknames like the Gerbil. Yeah. Or the Apricot or something. <laughs> well, Doug, uh, somebody who has been on uh, this show is in the top six, though, and that's Bob Fesco. Oh, is he good for him? Why? Kansas City way. He's got a picture. I like the picture. Uh, he's doing this in the picture. Oh, just Fesco's a boy. What, what is he pondering the next take? Oh, well, Fesco's his boy, and I do believe he consults for that station. Tired of it! Oh. Number six. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see what seven. we got here. Number seven. Nope, that's the, the 
morning animals in Oklahoma City. Oh, morning animals. Now we're talking. No, they, you they, don't know what these guys might they say. Have, uh, they, they have a, all night. They have uh, what, uh, what one might say is a very heft, hefty roster themselves. They have five gentlemen, and uh, Doug, they're number seven. Well, they're on uh, the sports animal, which is 640 AM and 98.1 FM. They just have, you know, never really know what they might say. At Detroit? That All is. Can you yeah, imagine yeah. the musk with five uh, No, Oklahoma City. Oh. Uh, well, Randy Character is number eight. Is so that's going to be him? awkward when I walk in there today. Oh. That's going to be awkward when I walk in there today. Especially when we have our resume. That's like, going to be awkward. Mm. And, uh, the opening drive on 101 ESPN is number eight. Who does we got to be number eight. Excuse me? Who does he have on that show with Randy? Uh, just as uh, the opening drive, 101 ESPN. Oh, he doesn't say who's on it? No. Okay. What does that and mean? And Tim well, is really he, taking his game to another level. If he put level. Danny Mack in there, if he what put up, Randy? Brooke in there, if he put Kerry Davis just in there. Just as the opening drive. I, I, think, I don't think on any of these. Oh, you know what, Iggy? On the one of them, when we got the name, it was Chris McLean and uh, Travis Hancock. And Doug, it's spelled mm. Handcock as opposed to Hancock. I don't you like problem that. I had a, yes. I had a feeling it might bother like that. you. He yeah. changed his name from Foot Penis to Hancock. Oh, <laughs> this is one of the bits that I love. That's a sketch. That's actually <laughs> a sketch. Setup, wasn't it? You guys are working together. Well, we got edged out by Baton Rouge. Damn it. Yep, Brian Kelly beats Missouri at homecoming, and now mm. they beat us in the Barrett Sports Media Rankings. Uh, that's off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. You think Hester and T-Bob are, like, on one of the pedestals, like Brian Kelly turning with one of the... <laughs> Dancing <co-hosts>? on his consultants. <laughs> uh, they're number nine. We've got to be top ten, because my bonus is specifically constructed around yeah. the top ten. Yeah. My job's on the line right now. Nope, we're not, though. It's the Big Bad Morning Show in Baltimore. Oh, Big Baltimore bad. on a similar trajectory to St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You needed that, though. <laughs> Don't have the UFL championship game. Um, Doug, they are number ten. Okay. They are number ten. Okay, we got guys in Kansas City again. Somebody's pointing at a uh, what looks like a donut in the shape of an eight ten football in their cover shot, uh, and they are number eleven. That is the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. The problem we have is we don't have one of those pictures of you pointing at Doug and me punching you in the face. We have one, we have one we're all sitting together and you're holding a guitar, yeah, right? Yeah, but that's not... Uh, that's not enough sketchy bitty. Yeah, you need Plowsy going back-to-back with Jackson. Uh, Somebody needed to be choked. Me looking at it's you. It's not over yet. I haven't oh, even gotten okay. to 12. Right. We'd lost we're not hope. number 12. <laughs> it's uh, the fan morning show in Pittsburgh. Maybe he just didn't... I guess Randy's on there. Never mind. Uh, Steve Zabin in Milwaukee. Oh, God, That's 13. Not him. He looks like he's in his 40s in this picture, but maybe really? it's a dated picture. I don't, I don't know him. You know, did you work with him? No, but he's been around forever. He did national stuff for a while. Morning Juice in Columbus, Ohio got us. Mm. A lot of Buckeyes and Blue Jackets talk. Yeah, yeah. couldn't even top that. Okay, uh, Dirt and Sprague in Portland got us. Rip City. Mm. I'm, starting to, I'm starting to wonder now because now there's only five more spots. And if we're not top five or top ten, does it even matter anymore? This is nerve-wracking. How interesting could Portland Trailblazer talk be? Uh, Jackson? It's all they got up there, don't they? I'm interested. Oregon? Yeah, I guess Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks. Trailblazers are oh, a hot God. ass. So. <laughs> Dame time. <laughs> no longer. It's well, three eight and tank season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doug, the drill got us in Jacksonville. Sure they did. I knew they would be in there, no. though. 
So that doesn't the surprise drill? me. Isn't yeah, that I where Frank Frangie? It's Frangie. Yeah. God, that, that's a great name. I kind of like it. The drill. <laughs> well, we're not number 17 either. Uh, that's Carmichael Dave with Jason Ross in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Is that where he is? <laughs> number 18. Who? Nope. Uh, it's Robbie and Rex Road. Uh, they got us. The Brothers Road? <laughs> They're in Nashville. Okay, we're not number nine. I don't even look. I already say we're not number. We're not number. We're not number nineteen either. It's sports talk with Johnny and Vince. Yeah. That they're, picture is outstanding. <laughs> Doug, you like this picture? It's an older guy. It's got phallic overtones where they're fighting over the microphone. Oh yeah. Jeez. I want to talk. No, I got to take. Oh. No, you take it. This is the producers' podcast with Brady Farkas. <laughs> Uh, and we did not make the top 20. Oh. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy got us in Milwaukee. Is that uh, your guy, Tremuro? Oh, is it really? I think I, so. God. Even after the calling for Brock Purdy to get a personal foul? Wow. We get honorable <sighs> mention? Let's take a look. I don't know. Do we have, like, a best of ready? Is Sinbad up? Can you just... Oh, we can easily <laughs> put a Sinbad up right now. Five seconds Sinbad can be playing. Hard to continue. That's how, how do I look Randy character in the eyes? You I mean, I have to congratulate him. It's like if you get beat in match play, you gotta you gotta yeah. doff. Do you doff your cap? Well, for starters, you get on a ladder. Yeah. Ah, it's good so. stuff. Well, and it's not over yet because Randy. I mean, probably seeing that That's we're not right. on the rankings, he could concede his spot, and everybody moves down. Obviously, we're twenty-one. We're mm-hmm. obviously in the honorable mention, so we just move into that twenty spot. Do we even count as a sports show? Oh. Yeah, you that think would, that's the problem? That would have been my, no, that's not the problem, but that would be my question. <laughs> we're, not, we're not really a sports show, and this isn't a sports station. What is it? It's just us. Yeah. There's nobody else on Ain't but no us. Ain't no justice, it's just us. Think about that. Oh, we have no category. What about mid-market HD2 shows? Well, does he have a ranking for that? I would think. The competition's got to be fierce. We could be the only one. Uh, here are the additional notes, Doug, because I know you're always interested in how the votes break down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, McElroy, and do you say Kublik? I say Kublik. Uh, won the category by 20 votes. They tied with the Mac Attack and Ken Carmen and Anthony Lima for most mm. first place votes with five. And he's just making it all up. I mean, this is, uh, this is one of the best plays of any person. Like, he's... Made in a career out of this. These are all made up. Uh, <laughs> number 21 to 25. Oh, hold on. Maybe this, Maybe we did get honorable mention. 21 through 25 belong to E and RB. Oh, my God. We're never getting on here. Wake up call with Kevin Bowen and Andy Sweeney. Yeah. Bill and Rookie. I like that. I like the Bill rookie. and Rookie. I'm just <laughs> Bill. Yep. The early game and number 25. Nope. DJ and PK. Uh. Peacock? <laughs> PK. Oh. Uh, the closest contest saw Morning Juice and the Drill slip by Dirt and Sprague and Carmichael Dave with Jason Ross by two points. Ooh. So, that, like, he's going above and beyond this year to where, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a point system. And mm-hmm. those who are left out, honorable mentions. Of the 48 shows eligible for voting, 11 earned at least one first-place vote. <laughs> How do you even do it? I was even trying to attempt to pass this off as anything other than totally fabricated. 
I mean, I'd love to see like paperwork of these executives. Oh. Like, where are they at? Like a Marriott? Like they just rent a big conference room and they're yeah. all listening in earbuds? Maybe they do it at a convention in Vegas. Wouldn't you think the the guys voting would vote for their own station? Yeah. So wouldn't you think 20, 50 people would get first place votes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we just throw to a break or what, what do we do now? I got three Simbads. <laughs> Load it up. Back get, to back. Get Barrett on the line. We look for new jobs. I know that much. Yeah. Well, oh, you got a resume reel ready? I got to update mine. Plowboy. I haven't had a resume reel in, geez, 30 years. You want me to pull you one together with all your best if you, drops? If you could, yeah. Does he do mid-market podcasts? Uh, Doug, mid-market podcast. Maybe we, we count as a there podcast. There can't be a market here, QFTA would, should be on there. Thank you. Pepper and Genie uh, should, should be on there. Uh, Wednesday, February 7th, Doug, tomorrow, the top 20 major mid-market sports radio midday shows. That's where the money is. Yeah. Uh, of 2023. Uh, then hell. on uh, February 8th, the top 20 mid-market uh, afternoon shows. This is the one you always kind of get excited about mm-hmm. uh, when they rank the program directors on, on Friday. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That nug can't be... You added that, right? No, that's... Ranking the program directors. Yeah. How about the uh, assistant program directors or whatever Barrett said, if you don't want my chair? Jeremiah Crow. That was Jerry Crow. Yeah, who does he... uh... Jerry Crow. (laughs) If there's an area of our business that concerns me, it's the way we develop future program directors. Mm -hmm. I've seen many situations where executives fall in love with a resume, big market experience, or popular internal candidate, rather than examining an individual's strategy, vision, and ability to run a business and reach a room. I take pride in the fact that I've developed multiple PDs, APDs, and executive producers. I used to tell Jeremiah Crow, if you don't want my chair, that's a problem. Oh, my God. Goodness. Now you have some contact to the Jeremiah Crow. That's a full clip. It's one of the big issues. A lot of the political candidates are taking a stance on the development of... I noticed that. I yeah. noticed that. Uh, <sighs> so uh, we will find out tomorrow if Balloon Party cracks the top 20. Mm. Iggy's theory is the one-hour thing will work against us. What comes on after you? Uh, it's uh, Alex Ferrario and Brandon Kiley with right. uh, Jackson's uh, friend... T. Diddy. P. Diddy. That'll be in the top 20. Yeah. And maybe they bunch you in because you go at 10. Midday would be 10 to 1. Well, I didn't see any bunched in in the top 20 in mid-market morning shows. Well, there's nobody. So that'd be controversial. There's nobody doing an hour show. That's right. So he can't. Nobody's good enough. Yeah, well, morning shows usually uh, mm. seven hours long. So maybe they dump. If, if they say, uh, if that show is in the top 20, I think you count it for you. Because you're the lead into it. There's, oh, is that there's no category for 10 to mm. 10 to 11. It's not midday. It's not morning. It's there's no category for you. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so Tim essentially is number one from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. the mid market by That's himself. Correct. Yeah. That's by, yeah. Jackson isn't there. Yeah. Jackson is not there. So I think if they make the top 20, which they will, and so will the afternoon show. Um, oh. And they should. But Barrett is a consultant here. Um, I think you count that as you and Jackson. Wow. Congrats. I got to see it. I got to see our picture up there for me, though. I have a feeling you won't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, tend, I, I tend to agree with Doug. Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, uh, I had already uh, started the process of uh, building a pool, and yeah. that was based on the, the bonus. The bonus. Yeah. So now what do we do? Jelly the month. Fill it uh, up. Jelly the month. Fill it up. back up. Put it back in. Mm-hmm. And do what I do. Start putting some stuff on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> Let's start selling our clothes. <laughs> the ones right back, Doug. I came in all excited and full-throated, and now I'm just crestfallen. About 95% crestfallen. You think it's an HD2 problem? No, I think it's a There's zero problem. problem. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. I wasn't ready for it. Do you think there I was, thought today was the day. Yeah. Do you think there are stations all over the country reading this and The best is, is when people tweet out like the thank yous to Barrett Sports Media for the rankings. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part. Fesco will do that. He always thanks him for putting them in there. Why don't we you follow him? I think I saw it before. We said, thank Jason Barrett and Barrett Media for putting us in the top five or something like that. Why don't we come up with our own ratings? Yeah, let's do it. Inside STL presents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Well, all it does is. Make it is, sound important. All it does, these people that get votes and get put in his polls, they go to his, they go to his summit. A summit? Yeah, the Barrett Summit. <laughs> he breaks down how to use memes or GIFs. Mm. Uh, Timmy the Tickler says we are the number one cuck slash porn show according to the Tickler rankings. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah, I suppose we've cornered that market. I don't know anybody else who does it like we do. Uh, Derek Does Dallas has just announced he is leaving the show. Oh. Well, I'm out. Can't listen to a show that isn't in the top 20. That's from Derek yeah. Does Dallas. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Bambi Woods. Doug? What does that mean? Debbie Does Dallas. Oh. I think Bambi Woods was the uh, star of that. Okay. ESPN station isn't a sports station. Another brilliant statement by the crispy, burnt Cheeto grandpa. Let's get creepy, Kenny. That's from Flocky the Smurf. Well, well Smurf, what... uh, we aren't on ESPN. We are TMA. We are by ourselves. Yeah. So, yes, this wouldn't be a sports station. ESPN, yes. We don't work at ESPN radio. No. How can you be that dumb? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Well, I don't know how to continue at this point. Uh, looks like Tim dressed up for a special occasion today to receive a trophy for being in the top 20. Sorry you were disappointed, Tim. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Take the sport I, uh, coat off. I got uh, a little uh, rental suit from the uh, boys' department mm-hmm. at, uh, at uh, Doug, where do I go? Sticksbury and Fuller? Cole, yeah, Coles, maybe. Boyd's. Boyd's. Yeah. I remember Boyd's. Mm-hmm. Jay Boyd's. And uh, and I thought today would be the day. And, uh, and it isn't. And now I don't really know. I guess Larry Nickel will call in. Raw was here last night. Uh, Rock was booed mm-hmm. in St. Louis. That's got to be something. Blues, this... Blues play in Buffalo at noon on Saturday in five days. Got that. The UFL thing I've talked about. I don't know what else I could say about it. That's huge. Since you got dressed up and were disappointed, does this remind you of the, the day you showed up at school with the Michael Jackson jacket? Yes, it does, actually. Forty years later, it does. It had to be right around 1984. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This jacket is the equivalent of the Thriller jacket. And now we're full circle with the same amount of disappointment. Why would they boo Rock? He gave him a team. I don't think they were thinking about the Battle Hawks. I think they were booing the new, some people call it a storyline, people like Doug, 
mm-hmm. that The Rock was replacing Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania to fight Roman Reigns in what should be a Jim Dandy. I haven't followed it. I don't didn't even know he was back on wrestling. No, no, Larry, Larry I will be on him. I didn't even know he was in town. Yeah. They were in Jackson, town last night. Uh, I was going to go, but then I didn't. <laughs> Why? Oh, who knows, Doug? So much to do, so little time. Yeah. In other words, you had nothing to do. You just weren't interested. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you could have paid me a handsome sum and I would have stayed home. Mm-hmm. They get a big crowd? I'm yes. sure they do. They always get a big crowd, don't they? Uh, what does that say about our country? Oh, man. Doug, don't be mad, but I just saw Tim and I need to go diddle myself. Mm. That's from Brian Henshin, yeah. who was in Henshin. Las Vegas and was at Media Days last night. Uh, what a fun time it was. He um, was? He was out there? He's the Colts beat writer, I assume he was. I don't know that he would be. Girls diddle themselves, guys don't. (laughs) He he said that with a certain amount of indignation. (laughs) Teehee. Paul Walker, you're having a big day on the drops, and I think it's flying under the radar because of the disappointment. Mm -hmm. I think we're all sad. Cast to Paul over the room, for sure. (laughs) I wonder who the top show was in the, like, big markets. All due respect to Dan sure Patrick, WFAN. I think. WFAN? Does yeah. he work for them? No, this is... That's not national. I don't know if WFAN's... I can't remember which one's... I thought, like, one of them's struggling in New York. So, WFAN is at the top. Is it? Nice job, Really? Eddie. Oh, Boomer and Gio. Okay, then maybe it's the other one. And Carlton Cardinal have the uh, number one afternoon show, WFAN. Is that where he is now? He's doing afternoons? I think so. Uh, Doug Sports Junkies over in D.C. are number two. Are they? You like Mully and Haw, don't you? Yeah, funny guys. Uh, they're on the score in Chicago. They got three. And then you like Toucher. He used to work with Rich, remember? Toucher and Rich, but yeah. now he's just by himself. Freddie Toucher? Well, he's a tanksmith. They call him Smitty. He's uh, he's in, in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then the Musers. The Muser boys. Mm-hmm. You like the Muser boys. They do a lot of musines. I'm sure that ticket's legit, though. Where are they at? Philadelphia? Dallas. Dallas, Philadelphia. You have San Francisco in there. All the places he wanted to work. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Uh, then Shannon RJ. It's another Dallas uh, one. Back to back. You got the ticket in Dallas. And then uh, 105.3, the fan in Dallas. They do a lot of sports there. I was there on a, on a Tuesday night. I was watching the local news at 10. They did a half hour of sports on a Tuesday night with really nothing going on. Really? They did on TV. Yeah. Was that uh, the crown jewel of Belo WFAA? No. It was, uh, I don't even remember what's, what the call letters were. They did a half It was, it was hour. one of the network affiliates. They did a full half hour, a couple of anchors covering everything. I believe in keeping the content fresh, recharging my batteries, and leaving the audience wanting more. Yeah, well, they want a lot more than what they got. (laughs) Uh, WIP, he was number eight. That's, don't you pronounce it, DeCamara and Richie. Yeah. Yeah. There's some of these rankings it's just hard to argue with. Like Stoney and Jansen yeah. being 10? Just because we were left out. You know, try to find someone that you would toss out of that top 20 I agree list. With, it's I hard. agree with that part. I agree with that part. I agree with that part. Yeah, someone's going to be, we're like Florida State. You know, we're undefeated and we still don't get in. And his San Francisco station, he used to work for, I'll be in there. Cap and Jay Hood in uh, Chicago, 13. Yeah. Is that the third Chicago station in there? Brock and Sock. I like that Brock and Sock there in Seattle. Well, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like we're just spinning our wheels. You want to play an interview with Gabe? I wouldn't mind that. Like going into the game against Oklahoma State. 
Take your pick of whichever one it was in a bowl. Mm -hmm. Let's get you ready. Yeah. What do you want to say about the Blues and Sabres coming up on Saturday? Well, I hope they can play a 200-foot game. These are two important points. Trucks left for spring training yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Do they have enough pitching? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. Power rankings fit to be out from ESPN. Oh, boy. Looks like they don't really think the Cardinals are going to be so good. They got them ranked 19th. Mm -hmm. What? Did they not see the big activity in November? <laughs> you pointed your finger. You're gunning for next year's top 20, aren't you? I am. Yeah. It's like after Jordan lost to, to the Magic in 95. He was in the mm -hmm. gym the next morning. <laughs> and that's what you were doing when right you were wagging there. your finger. <laughs> Did they not see the Kyle Gibson, Lance Lynn news? Let me put the mittens on. I, I Got think it. some hot takes are coming. Thank you, EDF, for the hot. I've never been more motivated. God, those look nice on you. They do look They're nice. very protective. Just warm. Just wrap around your hands. They are, yeah. That should be the picture. Yeah, that'll be our picture when we're honorable mention. Plowsy These choking guys didn't you, make it. you with your mittens <laughs> on. Jack can come in with his uh, formaldehyde hat on. <laughs> formaldehyde hat? What's it what? Called? What's your hat? What's your little... Lasers? <laughs> formaldehyde? I think it actually is formaldehyde. Yeah, I put formaldehyde on my head. Isn't like that what you pump what, into corpses to what's keep the stuff them you take? looking good for Finasteride? a couple of Finasteride. <laughs> That's different than formaldehyde. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Put that in the autograph thread, which is still <laughs> kicking. <laughs> Do you want to support the EDF group as a sponsor at TMA? Well, it's real simple. Do you have a fire extinguisher where you work? The answer is yes, you certainly do. So please email the EDF group at fire at the EDF group.com so a technician can come out and explain to your team how the EDF Group can save your company money. Again, that email address is fire at the EDF Group.com. The EDF Group is hot and will prevent your facility from having hot fires. Experience the EDF Group difference. Learn more at the EDF Group.com. Doug is wearing the mittens mm -hmm. right now because the takes are so hot here in the Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Sponsor of the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown, which will come your way tomorrow here on the program and the sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour, which... Oft times can go 90 minutes or longer. StLouisAcura.com, AltonToyota.com. And then there's a secret number for our listeners 314 252 0029. 314 252 Call it or text it, and you're talking with the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast. And then in the service department, even if you didn't get your car from Munganast, you just go. And work with Ryan Seiberg in the service mm -hmm. department. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass Burkhard Alton Toyota. Sponsor of our 7 o'clock hour official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. No sewed today, Doug. No sewed today. The streak will end. Oh. Uh, knew it would at some point. And uh, we'll do one more QFTA before I go to the Hamptons on Thursday. You know what people are going to say. That I'm, that I'm bitching out because of the rankings. Right. You've given up. You're so you're so down by this. You wonder what's it all for. And honestly, it makes sense. All the Thank effort you, for naught, nothing, bupkis. Should you continue and do it? Well, you tried there for a moment. You waggled your finger with a hot take about the pitching, but then that died out. <laughs> and now you're just gonna cash it in and say there'll be no episode today. That's what the critics will say. It's exactly what they're gonna say. Hopefully, they'll forget about this day when the rankings come out next year at this time. I don't know if I like our chances anymore. All good things come to an end. <sighs> this is the end. Pepper and Genie, good run. Right. I would have liked the top 20 plaque. Placard. Mm -hmm. 
I bet no shows in Boston have the balls to send a listener to a Stevie Nicks concert with a walking, talking California raisin. That's from Shrimply Pebbles, active on Power Mizzou, the Colonel's site. Uh, Iggy, uh, big promotion. Let the audience know about it. Well, as it was announced yesterday, um, that was a hard one to keep under my hat for a few days because I was so excited she was coming. Uh, but they announced it yesterday. Uh, Favaz announced it. Stevie Nicks coming to the Enterprise Center May 7th. And uh, our TMA app, we have a contest. All you got to do is uh, Jackson, just go to the app and uh, type in keyword Iggy, right? I believe that is the case. Um, now you're upset with Jackson. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure Jackson knows more than I do. But about you looked upset with your promotion. Yeah, but I don't really have anything to do with the app. And do you think I like engineered it? Oh, Jackson. What? All right, just go to the app, TMA app, uh, keyword. Gosh, we couldn't keyword. even get through this without a, a <laughs> This is why we're in the top 20. Keyword. Let's not point fingers. Let's look in the mirror. Mm. Keyword Iggy. Um, and you can win. You win tickets to uh, go to the concert with me. How many tickets? I think uh, if Jesse's listening, because um, she was trying to figure out how many tickets they were going to get, but I'm pretty sure the winner gets two tickets. Oh. So you don't just, it's not a single person has got to go with me. You get two <laughs> tickets. <laughs> gonna, yeah. Because um, that would probably put some people off. Yeah. Keyword <clears throat> is Iggy. Keyword is Iggy. Confirmed. Thank you, buddy. Um so I think you get two tickets, and I'll get two tickets, and you can go with me and whoever I'm taking. So Who are you going to go with? I don't know. So um, at least two tickets. There may be more. Oh. We may have more than one winner. we got to figure out how many oh, we have. Really? But uh, at least one winner. Just um, Will you sign? Sure, I will. I might even talk to you. Um, That's not confirmed yet, but there's a chance. Oh, don't, <laughs> don't bother me during the concert. No. Um, because why? You'll be singing along? I'll be, yes. I'll be enjoying myself. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah, just go to the uh, TMA app. If you don't have it, go download it. Uh, any of your app stores, download it, sign up, and uh, go to the contest. Stevie Nicks giveaway, TMA uh, app, Iggy, and you could go to the concert with me. If she starts singing and someone says to you, hey, I like this song, you'd be upset because they've talked to you during the concert? <laughs> no. You can talk to me. I'm just I'm a very easygoing guy. I'm very easy to get along with, so... Not like most of these people who text in think I'm not, but I'm a pretty nice guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jesse Kowski, uh, who handles the marketing and events of the, this, what I thought was top 20 ranked um, mid-market morning show. Uh, it still is in my heart, though. Uh, says that all winners will get two tickets. Okay. I think that's a miss. I think having Why? to go with Iggy is a pleasure. Oh, it would be like a date. Yeah. I put it up on my Facebook page yesterday, and Dave Green said, what could go wrong? And I said, Hockey Bob wins. What's wrong with Hockey Bob? Nothing, Doug. <laughs> now, that was condescending. <laughs> what an exchange. Put the transcript up for that. <laughs> it's in the copy. But it will be. Uh, you get to bring somebody if you win. So. But if they don't want to, they could go with just you. It'd be a, a mandate or maybe something of a romantic name. Well, I mean, if they don't know. If they don't have any friends and they can't find anybody to go, I guess they can go alone. Sure. Take it go to waste. Did Iggy just find out about this 10 seconds ago because he's really struggling with providing any details to the audience? That's from glove blogger Tom Traven. I think I just supplied all the information you need. Mm. And trust me, if you get picked, mm. I'm throwing it right back in the box and we're going to pick somebody else. Mm. Oh. Glove blogger, you're out. It was Jackson's <laughs> fault. He messed up the app, no, apparently. It didn't. Jack, I just asked Jackson because he usually sends to the... Uh, I got an email from Jesse. Oh, did you? I just want to make sure I got it right because I got yeah. it a couple days ago. Yes, you did. Um, 
knowing we were going to do this, mm-hmm. but we couldn't do anything until <laughs> Favaz announced the concert That's yesterday. Um, but Jackson usually puts on the log what the uh, giveaway is. And but he didn't do it this time. So I actually just, didn't. That's my bad. Uh, Come on. It's not your fault. I was just wanted to make sure I got everything right. <laughs> yeah. You're good. Yeah, you did. Nice, All good. Uh, just below a shot of Jackson enjoying bottle service in Scottsdale is a text from Sweet Sweet Kai that says, Ken promoting a contest of which he knows none of the details is quite choice. That's from Sweet Sweet Kai. I think he, I just gave it answer. all to you. Yeah. What more do you want out of that? I, I told know. you where to go. Yeah. The key word and what you're going to win. Where what do more go, do you want? Where do they go again? Uh, TMA app? The TMA app. Okay. And they Keyword type in, Iggy. Keywords TM, the key word is Iggy. <laughs> Keyword is Iggy. And you'll come pick these people up and no. take them? No. Oh. Jesse will pick a name and... So where are you guys meeting at? Uh, just in the seats. Oh. Unless it's a female, then we may have dinner. Right. Oh, so there could that be a might romantic be a twist. Council might be retained. Mm-hmm. Well, if they want Amen. to. Amen. Well, you know, everybody wants to eat before a concert or have a cocktail. Well, I don't usually have a cocktail before a concert. I do. Every time I go to a pageant, I just sit in the Halo room and Halo bar and have a cocktail. Oh, do you? I think top 20 shows have promotions that when announced, the host knows everything about it. That's from Steve and <laughs> Wildwood. Oh, he won our Milagro tequila. And you won't be winning either. Yeah, about, about, ah. 20%, <laughs> about 20% crestfallen right now. My God, I mean... There's a 50-50 chance that I'm going to go with somebody that I can't stand on this text inbox. 30%. What if it's one of your arch enemies wins this darn thing? I don't have a lot of arch enemies. Zara. you got a few on the enemy list. Can someone from Instagram please get back to me? One. I kind of producer Joe were doing not a lot. I mean, I have a lot of friends out of town, too, listening to the show. Go ahead and sign up and fly in for the concert. What if producer Joe wins a concert and takes beer cats? I have no problem with beer cats. Oh, okay. But probably Joe wouldn't sign up. He might, and he might take uh, Lisa Ann, and the two of them can sit with you. You imagine Proud Joe acting Lisa Then it, it may be a problem. Oh, gosh. Okay. So what will you see? He'll contact station management and say, I'm not available. No, they can go, and then I'll just go find seats someplace else. Oh, uh, Sir Iggy, what can I do to cheat my way into winning these tickets with you? I'll throw up anywhere in your soup kitchen slash broom closet you prefer. Just tell me, and I'll mm-hmm. throw a fingy down my throat, and I'll also bring my wife. That's from Shrimply Pipples. I have nothing to do with it. Jesse will pick the name and tell me who's going. Oh, okay. So this is legit. Well, sure it's legit. Yeah. What do you think we're going to have a contest? And f- no, I wouldn't think so. Just pick who I want to go with? I won't even see the names. I won't even know who registered. Jesse will pick names and say, here's your winner. All hail the king of live reads. I've never heard a single live read go so long with so little information. That's from Johnny Johnson, who's listening in Springfield. <laughs> All right, Johnny, what more information you want, Johnny? Let me know. T- text him what I didn't give you. What, what else you need to know, buddy? Y- you go to the app, and we don't, yet have a, we don't have a code word yet. We don't have anything that you're supposed to type in to enter. We're 50% crestfallen. You type in Iggy on the app. Yeah, you knew that. I know. I just want to get it clear. I want to make sure. You go to the app, and there's a spot on there that says, enter this contest. And you click on that, and then, then you click Iggy, right? Yes, and then you enter. Nutted it. Absolutely nutted <laughs> Not it. Not that tough, and I think I gave you all that information. I don't yeah. know what else you need to know. I don't know. I think at this point they might be trying to give you a hard time. 
Well, this is an exciting thing because she'll have. I'm sure she puts on a great concert. Yeah, she does. I saw her. Uh, I guess it was 2019. This was one of the last concerts I saw before the pandemic. Uh, she played the Family Arena. <laughs> I think I've said on the show that I think she. I mean, she did like two tours since then and never came to St. Louis. And I said, I bet Billy Joel. They did not come to St. Louis. No. And then she did a solo tour. I think in 21, 22. Didn't come here. And uh, I said, I think it's because the last time she was here, it was kind of like a storytelling tour where she would stop after every song and tell you what the song was about, how she wrote it, talking about her outfit she wore, how she saves them all. It was really quiet. She goes, when I wrote this song, I was really thinking about it. And somebody yells out, shut up and sing. Oh, I no. said, oh, my God. The entire crowd started booing. And I said, Nancy, you probably don't want to come back here in this hick town. Mm. And where is this concert now? You said it was his Enterprise? Enterprise or? Center. Okay. May 7th. You need the time? 7.30 p.m. How about that? And you will pick the... I don't know if there's an opening act or not. They haven't announced it. There's always an opening act, isn't there? Last time she was here, it was uh, Vanessa Carlton, who I really enjoy. I enjoy one of her songs. It's the only one I know. Um, But, you know, it's not going to be some huge act. Mm -hmm. You don't have a huge act opening for a huge act. I do play the cello. Now, will you try (laughs) to... (laughs) Will you try to meet up with Stevie Nicks after the concert? Uh, me and a few of the powers that be, I'm actually trying to work on it. I, <laughs> icky tongue action. That's uh, what time is it? If you can knock, knock this out. I probably made people's hair stand. Oh, uh, you're going to say learn, aren't you? Yeah, I'm trying to, uh... Oh, free space. Do a free double space. team uh, interview with her, with me and learn oh, interviewing Stevie. Why a double team? Because she loves Stevie Nicks. She's never interviewed her before. Um... And I said, I'm trying to get an interview. Do you want to be part of it? And she goes, hell yes. So it's like a 5% chance it's going to happen. But Two microphones? Yeah, how do you handle it? Two microphones and whatever. Can Joey come film it? Viva la Strode! Thank you. <laughs> no, it's not like I've interviewed her before, and I've met her twice, so yeah. I just have to go through. Well, you got quite intimate with her once. You can almost see the, it percolating. Mm-hmm. But the, the her publicist, who I've known forever, Liz Rosenberg, uh, retired like five years ago. Oh, no. And uh, I really had to get in, in with her. So um, I was talking to Tommy yesterday. And we're going to try and get it done. I mean, she isn't, I think she's in Carolina, North Carolina, to the from the 2nd to the 5th. Might be a festival. And she's here on the 7th. So I don't believe she would fly all the way back to L.A. for a day and then come all the way back. So I'm guessing maybe she pops into St. Louis on the 6th as a day to herself, and maybe we get something done then. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Ken has nothing to hang his head about, except he knew very little about the giveaway and had to stop five times to ask Jackson and Jesse how it's set up. Oh, I asked him once Chairman if it was, Steve make sure it was Iggy. It. My God almighty. Just about 70% crestfallen. Yeah, Steve, go to the app and type oh, in douche. Oh, as 80%. the keyword. There you go. I need some warm milk and some cookies. I need some cookies and some milk. Uh-huh. Was there a Lister of the Month presented by Milagro Tequila for the month of January? Did vote. Or was Iggy in charge of that, too? And now went the way of the Dodo Bird, Pepper and Genie, and oh. Biffin Show. That's from Shrimply Pibbles, who I thought was going to try to go with Iggy with his wife to the Stevie Nicks Show. Uh, Doug, there was a Milagro Tequila mm-hmm. Lister of the Month, uh, Papal Conclave. Jackson, do you have the winner? Of the Milagro Tequila Listener of the Month, January 2024. 
I do, Tim. The winner is who? Tiny Peepee. Tiny oh, Peepee. Really? Wow. Tiny Peepee. Tiny Peepee, Doug. Very active. He, uh, he goes by Don Peepee. He was oh, made a Don. Right. But he has won the Lister of the Month presented to you by Milagro Tequila. What a moment. Godfather Peepee? Godfather. I didn't even know who that was. I, I voted, then I said Slim Pickens. <laughs> so you're upset with the possibilities of who you had to vote for. Well, it was Slim Pickens. Oh. You had to vote for somebody. Well, I didn't vote that's for kind Peepee. of trashing <laughs> the people that, that are participating. I think, I think I voted for JV Golf Coach. Did you? Unless our votes are supposed to be secret. Well, that kind of flew out the window. Not anymore. They're not secret. <laughs> well, he didn't win, so I just said who I voted for. Yeah. Have you guys heard the promo for this concert giveaway? It's pretty, pretty good. That's from Phil the Peacock, and that's spelled P-H-Y-L. Yeah, Marty did a great job on it. Marty is great at these promos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why he's got the gig. He's very good at that. Well, he's been doing it for a long time. He's got the gig because he's very good. Yeah. Plowk, do we have that promo in the system by chance? <sighs> the listeners who have, have not, not heard. Oh, we'd like promo. to hear the promo, Plowsy. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, it was a great read, almost as good as when he packaged a single free round of golf at Ruth Park with a four-person round at Log for whatever crappy contest you ran months ago right before asking people if they've ever been attracted to a customer sales rep. Uh, and, hey, New Yorkers, spend a couple hundred on gas to get to our neighborhood bodega <laughs> pillow store to save eight bucks on a fitted sheet. <laughs> Thanks. That's from Gus Grundlehort. Mm. Tilly's at worship. You guys talked about the time the preppy guy tucked in his blouse and walked onto Warson Woods to practice his putting with zero regard for paying players or the for-profit business model. Doug, that's Gus Grundlehort. His wife Tilly's at worship. Gus was out of town yesterday. Yeah. He's back. All right, I got it. Yeah, I've been okay. to Warson. And I tucked my shirt in. Here's the uh, promo for the event. Do you love Stevie Nicks? I, I interviewed Stevie Nicks back in 94, I think. Like the way Iggy loves Stevie Nicks? And I asked her about writing songs. Do you think and talk about her incessantly? A lot of your songs, I'll listen to them, and I'll say, you know, I want to pretend that you're singing that to me. And no. you want to see her for free? Stevie Nicks, live in concert, May 7th at Enterprise Center. I, I interviewed Stevie Nicks. <laughs> sale this Friday at 10 a.m., but you could get them for free. The only catch is you got to sit with Iggy. I mean, you get to sit with with Iggy. Enter code word Iggy on your TMA app for a chance to win. Find out more at TMASTL.com. It's a wonderful promo. It is a nice promo. unfortunate line. Mm -hmm. And pretty much everything I said. (laughs) Everything. Even more. Since the library is still going. You like to dream she's singing these songs directly to you. When I interviewed her, that's what I said. I said, you know, when you write these songs, uh, you know, obviously it's something that happened in your life or you want to reach out to somebody. Um, what is your thought process? And she goes, I like it to write it whatever it means to you. And I said, and there's some songs I, I actually think you're singing just to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was. I want to believe that that song is for me. And she goes, that is so great because that is what I'm trying to do. So. Oh. Are you getting turned on by this? Yeah, she must it was have a terrible been. interview. It was, it was one of the first interviews I ever did. You think she got turned on by your interview? <laughs> she asked me to go roller skating on her tennis court. 
Tell us about how you had sex with your aunt. (laughs) After the interview with Stevie Nicks, she said, do you want to go roller skating on my tennis court? That's a power move. That's just... Is that what happened? Um, It had something to do with Ty. Oh, Ty said... uh, she goes, yeah, she... Uh, Ty Babylonia. Yeah, she goes, they don't, they don't play tennis on her tennis court. They go roller skating. So I said, she goes, oh, yeah, that's right. We still do that. You coming out to L.A.? Let's go roller skating on my tennis court. I said, yeah, it's a deep date. Did you ever get out there? No. No. I have been to L.A. I didn't go skating. Huh. And then we went backstage after the show. We were the only ones that got to go backstage. You and Ty. No, me and Bob Ramsey and my sister. No. What happened to Ty? That's I used to use her name. That's how I got in. But now I can't because the listeners F up her Wikipedia page by saying it had a toward love affair with producer Kenny Strode in St. Louis. Yeah. So she's on the outs with me, so I can't use Ty anymore. Mm. <laughs> wow, these questions are tough. So you were falsely using her name to get in... Interviews? I wasn't falsely using her name. She was one of Stevie Nicks' best friends. Oh. She's one of the few people that wear the uh, gold moon that Stevie gets to her friends, like the Sisters of the Moon. Uh, she has one. She, I don't think she's ever taken it off. Go look at some pictures of Ty Babylonia. She's got the moon on. Um, I don't see a lot and, of pictures and of And Ty is the first one that got me to meet her after the show in St. Louis in uh, 82. And she got us backstage. One day I want to hold a panda bear. I got to meet her again in 94 and interview her in 94. But Karen, her assistant, set that up through Liz Rosenberg. But again, those people aren't with her anymore. Rosenberg's gone. Sid Rosenberg, very active in New Mm -hmm. York, though. Just got back from Israel. There you go. Sid. Sid did. Not not Liz, Stevie Nicks's... Yes. Sid went to uh, Israel for a week, did his shows from Israel. Okay. That's not related to... Stevie Nicks, but it's a nice story in no, itself. No, Liz was, I think she also repped Madonna. She was very big in the she? industry. She's always nice to me, but now no. she's not there anymore. So. Is that Herman or Andy Crouppen en route to the studio? Somebody save us. That's from Crystal City Clam Hammer Doug. Ed Herman is en route is to the really studio. Good. He is indeed. Good Somebody asked a question, I answer it. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm just interested in, in your relationship with Stevie Nicks. That's all. I have no relationship with her. But you partied with her a few times. <laughs> I guarantee she don't remember any of it. It's bad enough you were leaving, Tim, but this promotion is a gateway for him to talk incessantly. Thanks. You're no Mac attack, mm. and I hope it rains every day wherever you are vacationing. That's from <laughs> Chairman Stephen Wildwood wishing me ill will. <laughs> mm. If you don't want to go to the concert, don't sign up. Yeah. poo-pooing on something that Jesse worked on, and Jesse's one of the great promotion people in the country. Mm-hmm. We're fortunate Hubbard had just great promotion Here comes people. a brown-nosing now. Yes, she's yeah, great. brown-nosing. Anybody. Yeah. Jesse. Right, but for two hours before Emily, kickoff. Ryan. Three hours before kickoff. Orlando. Matt. Great promotion people. Mm, yeah, they are. They are, for sure. Doug, you can transform your story at Illinois Recovery Center. At Illinois Recovery Center, the team believes in the strength of every individual's journey to recovery, whether you're taking the first step or continuing your path. The IRC's dedicated team is here to support you. Why? 
choose Illinois Recovery Center. It's a holistic healing approach, expert care and guidance, safe and welcoming environment, tailored programs for lasting recovery, top-notch facility and accommodation. Many people, many people, and I'm sure plenty of our listeners, whether it be themselves or friends, family members, have dealt with addiction, but the facilities are not as available as they need to be in the area, and that is where Illinois Recovery Center fills the void. I've been there. I've seen it. It's an incredible campus, and you can call them to start your healing or your friend or family member's healing by calling 888-472-9559 or visit IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. That's IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. Dot com to work with the fine people at Illinois Recovery Center. Our text inbox is brought to you by Jeff Lottman of Compass Realty, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. He's a good Instagram follow. The uh, homes that are available, the homes that he has sold, he's been doing it for 22 years in St. Louis. Let me give you his Instagram. Okay, and if you could. I'm reaching for something that weighs about a pound, but you got to make it sound like you're Doing something that's mm-hmm. well, you gotta stretch, you gotta reach let me, back there. Let me take, here, let me see what we got. J E F F L O T T. That's the Lotman Group. There you go. The Lotman Group. Okay, that would that's make sense. T H E L O T T M A N N G R O U P. Uh, take a look at what Jeff Lotman has to offer. The text inbox number is 314-881-TMA5. And Jeff uh, Compass Realty, the sponsor of our text inbox here on TMA, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Yeah, if you're looking to buy a home or sell your home, Jeff Lotman is the person to work with. He's been doing it for 22 years in the St. Louis area. Send your emails in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today. Coming your way at 945 the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Design, air, heating, and cooling online at DesignAirService.com. The great Seth Goldcamp of Design Air. Doug's a client. Iggy's a client. I'm a client. And heads up, winter returns this weekend. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Temperatures in the 40s starting on Sunday. Precipitation in play. Heads up, nurse. Heads up. It'd be like last time it snowed. It'll snow and it'll be gone in a half hour. All right. Yeah, be, it's too cold to stay, or it's too warm to stick. Yeah. Well, I hope we don't get any snow. Uh, it's online at designairservice.com. If you have any HVAC problems, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. No QFTA today. Jackson and I will return tomorrow for our last one for uh, a week and a half. And then I'll be back. Uh, Doug, what will it be on Monday? I know you were... But no QF... Monday the 19th. Today, because you're in pout-pout mode for not making the top 20. That's correct. Okay. I'm a little pissed, actually. Yeah. I've sent some tweets from my burners. Mean-spirited? Absolutely. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, hello. Uh, Send your emails in. Design air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Uh, that comes your way at 945. Current standings, Buck Swope, Holden Groins, and Blueberry Pop Pop all tied with one win. Uh, Jackson and I will go down the hallway. It's a situation. We will be fine. We will be fine. It's uh, called Balloon Party. Munganest, St. Louis Acura, and Munganest Burkhardt Alton Toyota sponsors the program. It's going to be tough, but we'll be fine. Mm, yeah, we will be. And uh, Jackson, let Doug know what we got coming up on that. I know he's... What's coming Tuesday, up? Tuesday Thoroughfare. 
Hmm, Tuesdays are usually kind of a mixed bag. We'll probably go with a Tuesday <laughs> turbulence. So you got almost nothing now. I mean... Almost nothing. It's kind of like the game plan for every show, mm-hmm. yet we do an hour and an hour of brilliance. So mm. it's like... We'll find out how brilliant it is tomorrow when the rankings come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be the... That'll be when it's time That's to the referendum. Piper. 24 hours from referendum day for Balloon Party. Yeah, do you think recency bias is a big thing and I should, like, really, like, button it up? Do you leave I mean, these the shows... executives have already voted. Yeah, it's true. I guess there's... Ship has sailed. Yeah, it's futile. You leave these shows pretty much wide open because a lot can happen between 10 and 11 in the morning. You want to be right on top of the latest sports news? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll probably spend 45 minutes on the Battle Hawks and mm-hmm. St. Louis hosting the UFL championship. Yeah. So... You know, if you got a topic for 15 minutes, feel free to send it in. There you go. Hey, it's Jackson, here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no prep, no mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Uh, hey, guys, how do we unsubscribe from winning this Battle of the Bands ticket contest? Mm. We don't want to risk clogging up our mailbox, even if it gets lost in transit between Iggy and his cameo pimp. Just want to get out ahead of not winning this thing. Thanks. That's from Tilly <laughs> Grundlehort. Stepped outside to breastfeed the junior pastor. Gus is home with the dogs. Oh. Well, you're in Nashville, so I doubt you're coming in for it. Tilly Grundlehort lives in Nashville. I think that's him. How do you know he's in Nashville? Tilly's a lady, isn't she? She's, if she's breastfeeding, right? Yeah, well, he, probably. He's, you never know anymore. He's emailed under nine different names. And he's very good. So I like when he emails in. He's one of the few that are actually worth reading. <clears throat> <laughs> the emailer's taking shrapnel. Doug, Ed Herman is in the building. Oh, good. What? 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 Okay. What? 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 Well, he'll have some wisdom for us, no doubt. He does always have wisdom. Yeah. Uh, from Brown and Crouppen, presenting sponsor of this award-winning, even if we're not in the top 20, award-winning radio mm. presentation, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, here he is now. Oh, well, hello, Ed. Here he is right now. You ever heard a gallery like this? This is, I, I mean, I've never received a reception like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> not even on my honeymoon. Oh. Um, I, what is this top 20 bullshit thing? Oh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I hear you, no, I'm sorry. I apologize. I hear you got screwed be by uh, <laughs> Iggy saw me. I hit the uh, you know, that's, Iggy, you know, Iggy, that, why don't you tell Ed what's uh, going on here? Because we're all angry as hornets. Why are you angry? And then I have to explain why I'm Ed today and not Andy. But go ahead, Iggy. Oh. Tell me what's going on. Uh, we're giving away tickets to go see Stevie <laughs> Nicks with me. Well, I that's heard about he that opportunity. About. Well, first of all, I'm glad you is mentioned that, that again because that's a that's a golden opportunity. I mean, yeah. is that what you asked me? <laughs> no. I mean, Stevie Nicks would be amazing to see. Sure. And you think it can't get any better than that? Mm-hmm. And then they say, no, 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 it can because you've got 
You got Iggy going with you. Right. What else could you ask I for? I mean, yeah. come on. That's a night. <laughs> what did you cuss about? What Who did you ask that? me? I, this, I, this thing I'm hearing about, it, there was a top 20 list of, of sports shows, and and somehow the show got neglected, and it may be Has personal. Been. That's I, Jason I Barrett. Why don't you reach out to him? You're a lawyer. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Yeah, what kind of what kind of case do we have? Well, you know, I, I want I want some more specific criteria set out. Um, I, I Iggy wanna... has a history with Jason, and uh, Iggy, tell Ed the the history with Jason. Well, he fired me. Um, back in the old KFNS days, he came in as a program director and said he was the lead producer for Dan Patrick. He was one of four producers for Dan Patrick, um, and I, it's just my opinion. But what he wanted to do is he wants to bring his own people in that need him. Yeah. You know, that really aren't good at what they do. He brings in his own producers so he can actually produce the show himself. I didn't need him. He yeah. wanted to give me numbers. I don't need your numbers. You know so what? He... It was a blessing then. It was a blessing that he fired you. He was never going to appreciate what you brought to the table. Yeah, right. Don't look at it that no, way. What it says to me mm-hmm. is, is that what he really wanted was just control and a bunch of people serving at his at his feet he wasn't looking to for a team that's of competent opinion. people that could actually and that's the problem a lot of leaders run into i have seen that a lot thankfully we're not like that we actually rely heavily on letting our leadership do what they're best at yeah. um that, that that actually works well that andy and i don't have too much ego in our own business to think that we somehow know it better than the people that are that are doing it you know, you just, what's the point of hiring really, really good people and paying them really, really well if you're not going to let them do their yeah, thing? Yeah, if you're not going to uh-huh. delegate. But still, that's, you know, he fired you. That's not a pleasant, that's not well, a pleasant Well, it, it took him 45 minutes. I thought I was getting my six-month <laughs> review when I came in. You know, when you first started, we started doing the promos, because uh, we have to put promos together every day of our shows. You, just, you weren't very good at it, but then now you're one of the best promo guys here. You put, people want to learn how you do your promos. They're so good. And we're going to have to let you go. That's what? <laughs> That's an unusual thing. I understand a lot of times when you're giving people feedback, you want to start with something positive so you can, you know, put a little sugar around the medicine. But if you're going to fire somebody, you don't generally... You just walk up and kind of... Yeah, you generally don't do that. And, there, and there's, right. there's usually somebody sitting there, isn't there? Right, and it's usually a back-of-the-head type of deal. <laughs> you know, you don't see it coming. Well, and you let him go, minutes. and now Iggy's in Section 8 uh, housing. No, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's one of the worst things about running a place is, is when you do have to terminate people. Mm-hmm. We take it seriously. I, I don't feel as bad about ours because I know how many opportunities we give for people to be great at their job and to be trained and learned. But our, our person who does do the executions... Um, they, everyone knows him, everyone loves him, but they know that if, that if it's like a Thursday afternoon, cause oh. that we tend to, that mm. was always his sweet spot. If he was walking the halls, it, you, you could have played the music from Jaws. <laughs> People, <laughs> he was the grim reaper, mm. but you know, and I've sat in on them uh, several times I've had to for various reasons, but he's always told me if you have to, if you have to fire somebody, you know, get it right out of the gate. Don't keep them in suspense when they come into your office. So he says, you know, you're probably nervous that you're here, and 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 for and for good reason. We are going to go ahead and let you go, and and let me tell you why, and and he, so that he gets gets the shock of it right out, and he's like, listen, there's no good way to do it, you know, it's it's an unpleasant experience for everybody yeah. involved, um, but you can at least get the shock out, and then, you know, let the person kind of react however they're going to react, and then he kind of gets down to the details. It's an unpleasant thing. Um, I, I've been, I mean, I haven't been fired since I was like a, an immature, you know, young worker. Um, 
And uh, I'm trying to think. You get fired? I mean, uh, we've all been fired. We've all been fired. I've been fired. I worked oh, yeah. in the bag room at a golf course, and I would go out on the course while working and play golf. And they didn't fire me the first time I did it. This is at a country club. Yeah. And they gave me a warning, and then I went back out and did it again. And I think, what in the hell was I doing? You wanted to golf. I can't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe that I was that brazen. They well, didn't know who you were. You? It was 18. It's to yeah. know better. You got to know better. You know, it's not like I was 12. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true, but that's still, you know, you're like your your judgment isn't fully formed till you're like 22. So mm-hmm. at 18, I can I can give you a pass on All that. All right, nice. Like you've been fired probably more times than you've been hired. Is that I've, mathematically possible? I've, I've never been fired. Oh, really? my God. Your whole life? I was on and a, you work in this uh, industry. Now, Doug, this is really awkward. I was We've got some part, news for you. I was on, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a big setup. You're doing I a great to, job, I Doug. do not follow my guy's thing where he gets it out of the way right away. I'm yeah, like, yeah, you guys, really give you 45 minutes of praise, and then I shoot you. I was on a part-time radio show at KTRS a few years back. Well, a lot of years back now. That got discontinued. That's the closest it's come well, to Well, yeah, but what I mean, if the whole that? thing shuts down, while Holder. it may be your yeah. fault, I don't know that that would count yeah. as a firing. You know. Well, that's the closest I've been, thankfully. Yeah. What, what about you over there, all silent? Oh, oh yeah, I've been well, fired on air before oh, via yeah. email. So, yeah. yeah, I've been furloughed like four times. Yeah. We were hosting the show in 2019. And I was doing it remotely from Cardinal Spring Training. Plowhawk was back at the station. Doug was probably at the station. Iggy was probably at the station, I would imagine. And uh, and we found out via email. The audience didn't. The Plowhawk was being terminated um, via that, email. And then we were supposed to go on during the show like nothing had happened. Really? Yeah. And also I was mm-hmm. supposed to run Frank's show after that, too. Frank Cusimano following yeah. us. On and the after that, I would have been ter- After that, that was my last and, and did you do it? Did you actually kind of rise to it and be a professional? Of like, you know what? I know I'm getting fired, but... This is a different job than, let's say, your typical office job, you know, sales. Like, I, I, it was so awkward. There wasn't really a backup plan to run the board, and it just... I couldn't leave... My crew and Frank in the lurch, so I finished it out. Well, that's you know, a champion right there. That right? is. Listen, it, that's that's uh, a gut check that the life gave you to see what you were made of, and and uh, you passed that uh, that mm-hmm. task. Good for you. I'll tell you a, a, a quick thing about getting fired. Um, my first real job. Now I had always mowed lawns and uh, delivered newspapers and stuff, but like my first job where I got like a W two uh, was working at a supermarket in New York. I was a cashier. I was pretty good at it. I was like 15 years old, 15, 16. And my dad calls up and he says, I've got tickets to the Yankee game this coming weekend, and it's old-timers day. Oh, wow. So this is 1987, summer of 87. So, you know, I hear old-timers day, and I think, well, there's no way I'm not going to go with him. So I say, yeah. He goes, I have an extra ticket to you. You can bring a friend. I said, well, this is fabulous. But I'm on the schedule to work that day. So I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, how am I going to get out of work? So I, I, I picked the, uh, a friend based on um, who would be willing to call into my employer, pretend to be my father, and, and call me out sick. So I call my friend Craig Pollock. He had the deepest voice, and he was a good baseball fan. And uh, I said, Craig, you got to call my boss. you got to tell them that I'm sick. I'm not coming in. He says, okay. So I wait. Like five minutes later, Craig calls me back. I'm like, all right, are we all set? He goes, no, man, it's not good. He didn't believe me at all. I'm like, what, what do you mean? What do you say? He said, he said, I don't believe that you're Ed's dad. You, 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 sound, you sound young. Uh, if, he's, and if, if he's not here at work today, tell him not to come in at all. He's, you know, he'll be fired. So uh, I said, oh, geez, this isn't good. So then I, I, I put on my sick voice. I called in. 
and said to the boss, I said, that was, that was, that was my father and I am like legitimately sick. And, and he basically said, um, if you don't come into work, you're going to be fired. So I didn't want to tell my father because my father's one of those like traditional people that would be like, son, you know, you've made a commitment to go to your, and this was not my career. This was a job <laughs> as a cashier. So I didn't tell him. Uh, so I blew it off. I went to the, the old timers game. No regrets. I mean, this is an old timers game back when the Yankees would have Joe DiMaggio showing up and he wasn't playing, but, but he was there. Whitey Ford and, and, and Mickey Mantle and just, it was just loaded with, uh, with Yankee greats. I mean, it was a great experience. I had the time of my life, no regrets whatsoever, but I did get fired. So when my dad found out, he was very upset with me. My mother, she's my champion. So my mother says, hold on a second, Eddie. She turns around to her armoire and she pulls out a piece of letterhead from a doctor's office. She takes the letterhead, she puts it in a typewriter, she starts typing up a letter from a doctor, and she signs it. She says, you'll bring this into your boss, and he'll, he'll hire you, you know, he'll, you won't lose your job. So I, I did this. I, she, my mother would keep letterhead from a doctor. Thank God he didn't look too closely at it, because it was from her gynecologist. <laughs> and I don't know that that would have made a whole lot of sense. But as it is, uh, it did get my job back. So How about that? Oh, nice. Everything you need to know about my parents wow. is taught in that lesson. Boy, you know? I'll tell you, yeah, that is the, true. The one who's trying to teach you the rules and the one that's trying to teach you that, yeah, there are mm. the rules and there are the rules. <laughs> you know, there's an opportunity to, to have it both ways. Right. And I don't know, I think that became a part of my personality, mm. always trying to figure out if there was a way to actually have all of it. Because that's, you know, what was right in the world. I mean, you look back, I mean, is it that hard to... Does anybody disagree that the right thing to do is to have the experience? Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. especially that old-timers yeah. game, like you said. Yeah, it's a different I mean, deal. Than probably had Mickey Mantle and White yeah, Ford. They were all there. Said that. Was probably you said yeah. that. Where were you? Yeah, oh, they were all there. Phil Rizzuto <laughs> was there. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, there was an infielder named Phil Lins oh, who yeah. played in that game. In the 64 World Series, he and played the Cardinal. He made uh, a defensive play in that old-timers game. That was any every bit as good as any play that you would have seen in a in a game right now. I mean, I was shocked. He's running backwards into the outfield, dove for it, caught the ball. I'm like, this isn't it's incredible. I Yogi went to an old timers game at, at Bush Stadium. Huh? Yogi Berra there? Yeah, well, I'm sure he was. Yeah, Yogi would have been there. And you know, I think Yogi might have been managing. I'm trying to think of who was managing, because it would have been the summer of eighty seven. That was that was Don Mattingly in his peak. Yeah. You yeah. know, that was like it he it was such a beautiful thing to yeah. watch him play. I went to a Cardinal old-timers game in the late 60s, right after they built Bush Stadium 2, and the field was too big. Nobody could hit a home run. The outfield walls were 10, 12 feet high. It was 386 in the power alleys, 414 to center, but nobody was hitting home runs. And they had an old-timers game, and Stan Musial showed up <clears throat> to play. Uh, I think Gibson was pitching to him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And Musial, at age 55, hit one about 420 feet into the seats in right field at age 55. Yeah, that's and an amazing And ran thing. around the bases, waving his hat, <laughs> laughing and smiling. The place came unglued. It's one of my favorite memories ever. That's about that. And that's the beauty oh, of old-timers game. There are two famous uh, old-timers moments. In 1982 at RFK Stadium in Washington, mm -hmm. D.C., they used to bring in old-timers from all the teams. And Luke Appling, oh, yeah. at 75 years old, uh -huh took a Warren Spahn pitch and hit it for a legitimate home run. And <laughs> if you don't video. believe it, you can go on YouTube yeah. and type in Luke Appling old-timers home run, and you can see the Mel Allen bit from This Week in Baseball. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, he wasn't even that much of a home run hitter when he played. He was a phenomenal hitter for average. Um, but, uh, I mean, 75, and I mean, he wasn't like a 75 like today where mm-hmm. you can still see guys at 75 and be like, man, that guy looks great. He was 75 the way you looked in 1982 yeah, at 75. Yeah, like 20 minutes to get around the base. Oh, he, getting around the base was like watching Bartolo Colon the one time he had a home run lumber, <laughs> lumber around the bases. And then the other one, yeah, it was kind of cool, is in 1973, which is about four years after Mickey Mantle retired, he actually came and played in an old-timers game and was batting against Whitey Ford because when the Yankees do it, they, they it's all internal Yankee. Mm-hmm. And so, they, you know, they're old buddies. And, you know, maybe, maybe Whitey, you know, threw one in there for him to, to give him a shot. But uh, Mantle crushed it and, and hit a home run off of him. In that, oh and, and that's the Yankee yeah. Stadium home run. Strangely enough, he did it righty, I believe, uh, which, you know, normally if you're looking to hit a home run in Yankee Stadium, you're easier yeah. doing it from the left side. I don't know if you know this story, but uh, Iggy made Mickey Mantle cry. Is that right? He sure did. Yeah. I, I got it. Well, I need to hear this Well, story. he was here from an old, for an old-timers game as well. <clears throat> Um, I don't know, he was probably the biggest name. I mean, you had like Pepitone and Tom Tresh, or you know, Ford wasn't here and Yogi wasn't here, but he just got done signing. That's you know, when autographs became a big deal, yeah. And he was always going to these card shows. <clears throat> and um, we interviewed him behind home plate, nobody was asking questions, they're all afraid of him. So I basically had a one on one with him. And then he was sitting in the dugout with his handler, and I went in and I asked him if he'd sign a ball. I said, can you put it to Kenny? He goes, Kenny. What? Yeah, can you make it out to Kenny? Well, nobody's ever asked me that before. You know it's not worth anything. You can't sell it with your name. I said, I don't want to sell it. I said, you're my favorite player. It's going to go on my mantle. Here and come the waterworks. A little tear coming down. Yeah. Because nobody's ever asked. Everybody wanted to make money off him. Yeah. Well, you know, um, that is, that, that's, that's touching. You know, that's why I wonder. Oh, I was shocked he was crying. Do you think that, <laughs> but don't you think that, that, you know, most celebrities probably don't have that experience. I mean, Mantle stuff always was highly collectible. It still is very highly collectible, despite the fact that he signed a tremendous yeah. amount. Um, but still, he's one of those beloved players, uh, um, you know, that's highly collectible. But I think nowadays, don't you think most fans would rather have a selfie Mm-hmm. When they yeah. need a celebrity, they're yeah, an autograph. Because yeah. you know, think, you were there, it was you and not someone else getting the autograph. Right, and I think what they're trying to capture there, because some people, you know, don't ever like to have their picture. Like, I'm like, dude, let's go wait. I mean, so-and-so, let's go get our picture. Mm-hmm. And they're not into it. But for me, I, I always like getting my picture taken with a celebrity. I, I think that there's, I th- listen, we live in a celebrity culture, right? We're fascinated by it. Uh, I watched the Grammys the other night, which, by the way, did you talk about the Grammys? Oh, at all? Uh, mm-hmm. talked about it quite a bit. I, I, I thought it was, a, I, for me, I don't know how you guys felt, but I thought it was an incredibly produced show. What did you enjoy the most about it? They, well, you know, having Billy Joel come back the way he did this this week, which, by the way, I absolutely love his new song. I'm a huge fan. If you're my age at 52 and from New York, you know, he's the soundtrack of your life. Yeah. So to get this song now and... Uh, it, I think it's it's an emotionally relevant and impactful song. So getting knowing he was going to perform, and then the fact that they brought him back for an encore after the final award, which most award shows, you know, they're running so long over yeah. that by the time they do the last award, boom, they close in credits and get to the news. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was such a, a nice surprise that he you know did uh, you may be right as an encore. But uh, for me, I thought that the performance uh, that Tracy Chapman yeah, and Luke yeah. Holmes did, yeah, I thought Jeremiah was, that, really that was just really just bringing the worlds together and mm. not just 
black and white and country and, and not country, but eras, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of us, you know, that song came out, I think, in 88. Yeah, it did. And uh, so I experienced it one way as a teenager and then a, a different way in my 50s. And to see both of them on stage together, I thought it was, I thought the way they did the In Memoriam blew away all of the other oh, award really? shows. Oh, really? Because that's what I hated. No, let me I tell you. I thought that was okay, horrendous. Well, let me tell you why it wasn't horrendous. At every other award show, they do the immemorium, and the hot topic is always who did they leave out? Yeah. And there's people arguing how could they possibly leave this person out of the Oscar tribute or the Emmy tribute? The Grammys recognize that there's so much more that goes into the music than just the people singing the songs. And when they did their immemorium, they showed respect and appreciation for everything from talent agents, background artists, you know, former you know Grammy winners. Some big stars, and, and, and it's not like they ignored. They, they knew they had some huge losses this year. Jimmy Buffett, Tina Turner, Tony Bennett. And, you know, for those people, they did a little something extra. With relevant people, Sinead O'Connor, I don't know. I, to me, I thought, you know what? This was, a, this was a big year of loss in music. It was. I like the fact that they pay tribute to the people behind the scenes. I'm fine with that. My problem is that they, it's more about whoever's singing the song at the time than it was the people who, who passed away. They got a tiny little picture of the people in the background and a tight shot of the guys singing. I don't care about the guys singing the song. Yeah, now, I care about the people who gave their entire mm-hmm. adult lives to providing all this now, okay, entertainment. Now, see, now I'm glad this is why it's so important to talk things out because I completely agree with you on that point. I don't mind starting on the artist because I haven't seen Stevie Wonder in a while. I've been wondering what that he's part, been His part was doing. different. His with Tony Bennett was, was interesting. Yeah, it was, but like, was great. You know, but uh, I've seen tributes where they'll start with the singer and you'll hear them a little bit and then they'll go to the faces. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember years ago, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, did one of these in memoriams and they did the same thing. They left the camera on him the whole time and I have no idea who yeah, died. It's, it's and unfair. I'm like, somebody in the yeah. director's booth is kind of <laughs> screwing up. You missed up. the point. Um, was the other thing I liked? I, you know, I think that uh, oh, they got the relevant performers to perform. I mean, Miley Cyrus, her energy the whole night I thought was pretty infectious. You know, she was giddy. I she might not be wearing underwear. She it. said she might not be, and 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 either am I. So I mean, <laughs> so hot, ah, so hot. Listen, ah, I didn't expect it to get this hot, but now it is. Listen, I just saying, Miley Cyrus. I, I call me crazy, and I don't know. I don't know what. The, I don't really pay that much attention to what the popular opinion is on things. Uh, I only generally care about my own opinion on it. Like I'll listen to somebody else's. I'm fascinated by it, but I'm not. Um, I'm not conscious of it. So, like, I don't know what people felt about Miley Cyrus that night, but I thought she owned that night. I thought that lioness hair mm-hmm. and the, the outfit. It was kind of an 80s big hair yeah, thing. Was that what was going on there, anything? I think a little bit of that. I think it, it, it almost played like a like a lion's mane, you know, and I think that she was there sort of uh, with a very empowered uh, feeling and, and yet giddy as a child. So she had the confidence of a mm-hmm. pro, but she had just enough of that giddiness and you know, her performance was 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 great. I, I think she I don't know. I, I think she deserves a little bit more credit than she than she gets yeah. as a as a as an industry leader. She looks great and she's so outrageous that you can't help but look at her and you know pay and, attention. She steals the spotlight. Sure. You know, years ago and I, I listen, no knock on Taylor Swift. The people love her and she's earned everything she has. She is an incredible talent. But early in her career when she was writing breakup song after breakup song. She was working her way through. And listen, I don't judge. She can try out as many men as she wants. She can. That's that's her right, just like it's a man's right. Keep going till you find the right one. 
But at the time, there was this huge perception that Taylor was just this goody-goody next-door girl and that Miley was somehow this rebel. At the same time, Miley had just been in that one, like, very extended, committed relationship for the longest of time. So, you know, the persona that you take in your celebrity is not necessarily, you know, who you are in your just regular everyday life. Right. Oh, so, yeah, 100% on that. Um, but yeah, that's an she, example. What she did is, uh, I think she went overboard trying to let people know I'm no longer Hannah Montana. Yes. We're getting naked every time you turn around, showing her boobs. Yes. Uh, just... She came in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Which, Real nice. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> I, that, I mean, you remember she was naked in that video on the on the wrecking ball. I, I, uh, you can remember been, that? You've never been naked oh, yeah. in a video, have you, Ed? Uh, yeah. I, oh, well, we can't can't talk about that on the oh, air. Okay, sure. People will be right. searching high and low across yeah, so the, uh, the worldwide interwebs Sorry. looking for my... So I, I'm sure that there are curious listeners out there that are saying, I don't think this was supposed to be an Ed Week. This was supposed to be an Andy oh, Week. What happened I got a text Andy? late last night about uh, the situation. It did. Well, a- a- Andy has COVID, and even though today technically is supposed to be the first day that he can be out, he would have to wear a mask. And uh, out of a courtesy, he felt in this tight booth with 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 five people and uh you know with a lot of you probably being in risk groups he just thought it would not be polite Mm. uh, to run the risk of giving one of you ladies and gentlemen um are we allowed yet to to sue from damages from the covid vaccine you know i haven't seen much i haven't seen much success yet on that front um i have seen some some workers compensation claims uh, of people well it is a if, if, if you did get, get, you know, if you got it on the job, and a lot of jobs, obviously, you know, wasn't that hard to prove that they had gotten it No, I mean from the, the vaccine. Oh, not from the vaccine. No, I, listen, I, I have not, and I'm not a doctor, and I cannot predict the future. But as of right now, I have not seen any litigation over the vaccine. But I have, they you got know, immunity, you hear the same. They? they got immunity from it. Uh well, I don't know about it. Nobody ever has total total immunity. I mean, there's always ways around that if something was egregious. But remember, you're always going to consider the circumstances. And we were trying to respond to a, a worldwide emergency. Mm-hmm. And the standard that you put in of risk that you're willing to take in an emergency situation is a much different standard than a non-emergency situation. This is why you might say, okay, last week we were talking about the, the injectables, the Manjaro. People said, okay, it had already been FDA approved. Why did it have to get FDA approved again to be used for obesity? It had already been tested for safety. And, you know, you would think all you would need is just efficacy studies showing people lost weight and you'd be there. But that's not what it is. It's that when the FDA has to look at it, they have to weigh the risks of the medication against the problem that that you have. When you prescribe something for diabetes, diabetes, we know everything that comes along with diabetes, all of the associated diseases. So we also know what the alternatives are in terms of medicine. Like, you know, they don't have to take this because there's three other medicines that Mm. basically do the same thing. So they they do a risk assessment based on that. What's the right amount of risk for something where there are alternatives? As opposed to a drug that's just there to help you lose weight, when we obviously know that there are a lot of alternatives mm-hmm. in losing weight that don't even require medicine. So it's a different standard of how much risk you're willing to put on it. It has to be approved all over again, which it was. Yeah. It got approved for that. Now they sell that under a different name, something with a Z. Well, what know. about the people who were told you'll be fired if you don't get the vaccine, got the vaccine, then had major health problems? 
Well, I don't, I don't think that that, uh, because they did have an option. They didn't have to keep their, their job, and employers did have the right um, to require certain things of their employees as a, as a condition of working there, um, which oh, most employers have conditions required for working there. Sometimes they're called a dress code. Uh, that's a condition for working there. Uh, Hooters has conditions about, you know, they want servers that, are, that look a particular way because that's their business model, and that's perfectly allowed. So employers, you know, even though people said, but this is invasive, you can't, your employer is a a private entity. You know, people look at your First Amendment rights and they think that that applies to everybody. But, you know, that's that the government shall not infringe upon these things. If you had been a government employee, I don't know that they could have required uh, a vaccine. But in a private industry, you could require it. And if you got, you know, ill from the vaccine, yeah, I don't think that that would be, uh, I don't think you'd have a claim. Hmm. But again, there's probably listen. There's a million lawyers out there that are smarter than me. I haven't met any of them. Oh, no, I'm joking. No, there are a million lawyers out there, and you know that's why it's called the practice of law, just like it's the practice of medicine. There is no absolute, you know, right or wrong guarantee of anything. You know, you go, you you make your best case in front of the best people that you can, and you know you can try the same case ten times, get ten different results, you have Mm -hmm. ten different juries. Half of them find in your favor, half of them don't. The ones that find in your favor come up with different amounts that they think that the case is worth. Um, you, do, you don't know. You know, it's an, you don't know what you're going to get. That's, yeah. that's like, it's like a box of chocolates. It's mm. a very Forrest Gump-like <laughs> moment. Um, getting back, so, you know, he mentioned meeting Mickey Mantle and having that encounter. I'm curious to this ask you guys. This is what I was searching for. I'm sorry, I wasn't. That's... That's you and the Mick. I don't know how long ago that was. Well, I can tell you that looking at the Mick in that picture, he looked like he was at death's door. Uh, but he looked that way for the last, like, 15 years of his life. Um, what a great experience. Yeah, was I ate at his restaurant in New York once, but I never met the man. He had about as much raw ability as, as anyone who's ever come through, I think. And we never got to really see what he could have done if he had actually been healthy his yeah. career. I mean, he put up 536 home runs. It was the probably the, the best switch hitter power-wise, certainly, in history. It might have been the fastest runner in the league when he first came up. Yeah, and, and you know, he, for those who don't know, he, he got injured on a sprinkler, uh, a sprinkler head right in mm-hmm. the outfield. Uh, he was manning a position there, and... Um, tore his ACL, tore the knee. It never, it never really healed uh, properly. Now, would know? he have had a case against the Yankees? For mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I always wonder. I always wonder. Uh, well, the question is whether, whether he would have had a work comp case. I think technically you would. I just the thing is, work comp it, it is not the most generous. There's a cap on how much you can get in the wages portion of it, and I'm guessing that the teams give you free medical. So there's not. There probably wouldn't have been much in it for him. But like mm-hmm. I mentioned the first time I was on. I think if you get injured in another team's stadium, like if it had been a visiting player, they got injured, then you have like Reggie Bush had against the mm-hmm. the Rams and, and what I think Aaron Judge should have had against the Dodgers for um, their poor condition out you know, by having that thing protruding right. the way that it did. Uh, but anyway, best best encounter that you've had, most meaningful encounter you've ever had with a professional athlete meant the most to you. What was it? Doug, I'll yield the floor to you first. Uh, I guess my best was when I was working in Rochester, Minnesota, right out of college. And Muhammad Ali had a fight coming up with Larry Holmes, and Ali had some medical issues, and they weren't sure he was going to be able to fight. So he went to the Mayo Clinic to get checked out. And someone at the airport said, hey, we just saw Muhammad Ali. We think he's going to the clinic. So we hustled out there to the 
big hotel where everybody stayed. And right when we got there, he stepped out of a limo and wow. did a long interview with me, which... Wow. Really? really? How about it's, that? It's what year was that? Probably... Oh, 80, uh, 80, 81, really? something like that. Wow. So, yeah. How was he? Couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. Very pleasant. Yeah. How'd you know I was here? <laughs> we have spies. Yeah. Said, all right. And he sat and talked, and it, they, it got played all over. We sent it to the Today Show, and they Oh, yeah? It. Wow. It was pretty neat when I was only about 22 or yeah. 23. I mean, that's Holy that's crap, kind of man. a hard one to top. I don't know. Yeah. That's, uh, that's outstanding. That would be mine. Yeah. And uh, I'm assuming Mickey was your was your. I don't know. He's got a long list. Bigger it. than that, because I mean, you made Mickey cry. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and you did it emotionally. You didn't kick him in, you know, the sack or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, I had a few. Um, I guess it would have been 2011, the World Series. I got to uh, hang out and meet Hank Aaron a little bit. Oh my God! Game. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. I got a picture of me shaking hands with him. Um, that, that's a great one. Arnold Palmer, after his wife Winnie had died. Um, had, had, had you been with Winnie intimately? Oh. <laughs> <Pull> that <off. laughs> listen, snag that audio. Uh, listen, I'm just saying that um, every woman pic- that comes up, I'm going to have to ask you. And there's a picture the- of me and him walking, uh, I guess it would have been Belle Reeve for the uh, Senior PGA Championship. 2004. And we're just walking uh, from the practice range over to the tee, and we're just kind of chatting. Somebody, I think, uh, I think Billy Greenblatt took a picture of us walking and sent it to me. We were just talking about life after Winnie and being on the road and things like that. Uh, and then spending basically the morning and afternoon with Tiger Woods and Earl Woods at his clinic when he was here in St. Louis. Really? Man, hmm. that, those are like those are, heavy ma- those are Mount Rushmore Taylor. type Taylor. names. I have a good one with Stan Musial. Red Cheney's got voted into the Hall of Fame. They said, oh, we'll go to Musial's house and get his uh, comments on Red going in. So they sent me out to Stan Musial's house. He lived off Litzinger Road there, huge, gorgeous house. And we drive up to the parking lot, and there's a guy out cutting the grass, making a lot of noise. I think, well, we're going to have to do this in his house because we can't do it with the lawnmower. As we're getting the equipment out of the car, the lawnmower guy drives up to it, and it's Stan cutting his own grass. And he walks up and says, how you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? And we went in his house and did an interview on Red Cheney's. Who knew Sam Usual cut his own grass? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's awesome. something kind of endearing about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, well, that's who he was. He's yeah. just Tim as down to earth. Yeah, I still don't. <laughs> I, I, I only, I, I can't say that I met Stan. I sat next to him at Cafe Napoli in, uh, in Clayton. Oh, yeah. And he, and he was very old, uh, you know, it was probably a few years before he died. And he was still, he was a hulking man. You know, I mean, you could feel his size. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he, he could, I could only imagine how much bigger he must have seemed in his prime mm-hmm. when he was still standing all the way straight up right. and hadn't kind of shrunk down. But he, he had long arms. And you see a lot of the great hitters when you see the old footage of Stan or of Ted Williams, mm-hmm. even Lou Gehrig. And it seems like their arms are like, a foot longer than every than normal people's arms, yeah. and I'm sure it's just the beauty of their swings. But I don't know. It just uh, that's a, that's a, that's an amazing one. You, I got to you, bat against Bob Feller once. Really? Yeah, down in Miami, he was down no. there. Yeah, the one he geez, he had to be in his 60s or something, and he was pitching to some sportscasters. I I popped up. Popped up. Well, yeah, you, that, got, this I, is Doug being listen, humble. He's got, got, he's got one as a New Yorker that you're going to go nuts about. You, tell, tell, you, what you, tell what you contact. did. That's I had a home run off Tom Seaver. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah. How about that? I have video oh of that. God. Yeah. No, you don't. Yes, yes he I does. Do. Folks, did, did, did everyone in, in listener land know this? 
Oh, the video's uh, made its way around. Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, I'd be starting every broadcast That's with that. No. Like Doug, Doug talks about that popping would be up part of the Bob intro. Feller, but he had a home run against Tom Seaver. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was a little charity thing. Now, the he next was... time you were up, did he bean you? Uh, there was no next time up. He threatened to on the interview after. He said he That's would throw it. at me the next time. <laughs> you know, I, I did a charity thing I you know, uh, where I got to take batting practice off of Andy Bennis, who, oh, you yeah. know, I, is not uh, in the history of the game what Tom Seaver is, but still, I mean, 150 wins as a major leaguer, and oh, yeah. you know, and a, a, a pretty endearing figure. Well, I don't know why, why he doesn't get. Why, why doesn't he show? Is I don't want to. If there's a backstory there, because he's like such a nice guy. Oh, he's a great he guy. Yeah. Great and, guy. Can't and, say uh, things about him. Yeah, and maybe I'm mistaken and just not remembering. But why don't they bring him back for when they do the opening day with the red jackets and everything? I, I, well, he isn't a Cardinal Hall of Famer. How could he not be? I don't understand. I, yeah, I, you know, some of his best years were with San Diego, maybe. They they were, but he but you know he was I the think top that, pitcher they had here for a few years. Yeah, for sure. but I mean the Cardinal Hall of Fame, and we put John Tudor in basically on the strength of one magical season. Yeah, yeah. and and which is perfect. I have no problem with that. Uh, I think a team they should be in touch. Like I was upset when David Freeze kind of turned away the honor, uh, and I understand his reasoning for it at the time, and and it was. You know, for him, but to me, the thing is for the history of the Cardinals, and it's for the for the Cardinal fans. I agree, it's for the fans. And yeah. and you know, even if all you're acknowledging in that was a magical postseason in 2011, that's plenty. That's plenty. Mm. I mean, I, I'm not one. We're talking about the team's history. You don't ha- even if he had done nothing else. My for the team, sense is he does not want to have to come back here every time there's an event. He likes being in. You know, his home out of out of town. Yeah, but there. I mean, I, I could be off the mark. Listen, on that. there are plenty of Cardinal Hall of Famers that weren't able or don't come in for yeah. that every time, and it wouldn't kill him once in a while to come in and let the fans give him some cheer. But you know, I understand that. Yeah. And, that, that's that, that I, and I don't know that, by the way. That's my that's my yeah. sense on kind of who I think he is and so where he is you've now. Met, you've met people. I know you're friends with some of the people in the organization. Um, I it's it. it I mean, I didn't hit a home run off of Tom Seaver, that's for sure. When Bobby Knight was about to get fired in 2000, um, I had just started working with Doug at KMOV and Steve Savard and didn't have a real grasp on what reality was and thought I could go up to anybody and ask for an interview. And Bobby Knight did not intimidate me, which, you know, was looking back on it weird. And he was at a Cardinal game on a Saturday night when I was anchoring at KMOV. And I saw him, and, I'm, and he was in the. I mean, he was the biggest story in sports at that yeah. time because he was about to get fired for that choking video. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'll go over there and I'll get the interview with Bobby Knight. And he was walking up the steps after an extra inning game, which allowed me to get from KMOV to Bush Stadium. And he saw the microphone and he went like that. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, okay, cool. So then I go down to the clubhouse, and McGuire, I think, it had a home run that night. And so everybody would wait to talk to McGuire. McGuire would try to wait out the media, as Doug can speak to. He enjoyed uh, avoiding the media at all costs. And so people are waiting. It's a Saturday night, so there's not many people around from media. And and I see Bobby Knight sitting in Tony LaRusse's office. And LaRusse is not in there. And I walk up to Bobby Knight, who I truly was a fan of, uh, 23 years old. And he sees me, and my dad would get fired up when I was a kid, and you could tell, like, when the Irish was coming up. Yeah. And, he, and Knight gives me the same look. Like, I can see, like, that look, like, mm-hmm. you mother effer, you're going to come back and ask me again. I yeah. go, Coach, it's not. I said, I just want to say I'm, I'm a fan, and I'm sure you're going through a really tough time right now, and just want to offer, you know, offer that up. And he goes, have a seat. And I'm like, oh, my God. So now it's just me and Bobby Knight, the yeah. two of us, in LaRusse's office. 
and he asks about me and uh, says, where'd you go to school? I said, I went to Missouri. He goes, you should have gone to Indiana. We've got a great uh, communication school. And I said, I went to Missouri as a number one journalism school. He goes, oh, journalism, don't give me that bull crap, you know. (laughs) So I got a little taste of the Bobby Knight. And then right then, LaRusa walks in, and he couldn't have been more stunned to see this guy who just started in the market sitting next to Bobby Knight having a conversation. But it's a moment that I... You know, I still I still can't believe it happened, but you, you know, know it, I, th- I, it, it, I it's a great story. But there's there's a lesson in that too. There's a psychological mess. You know, it's almost the same thing that Mickey Mantle gave. That the difference in both situations was that there was a genuine personal interest and affection. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because it was you were getting money for it. It wasn't because you were looking to make a name for yourself in your job. In both instances, they felt a moment of something that was genuine, and they're human beings like anybody else. Mm-hmm. You connect with that moment, and you wind up with a pretty special moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll like this one because you're from New York. <clears throat> um, and to this day, I wish I would have gone a different route. But back in the day, I had a pretty extensive Rolodex of phone numbers, and this is before cell phones, so I had a lot of home phone numbers for people. And I was thinking, who can we get on the air? I mean, it's, you know, big time. And I looked, I have Joe DiMaggio's number in San Francisco. Call his number, he answers. Oh, my God. And I say, yeah, Mr. DiMaggio, it's Kenny Strode. I work at 590 in St. Louis. Uh, would love to get you on for a few minutes reminiscing against Yankees. I really don't do radio interviews. I don't want to come on and talk about me. And I said, that's fine. I just thought, you know, you're a great player, and you've always been one of my favorites. I thought it would be a great interview. He goes, no, I don't, he says. And he starts talking. He goes, you know, but I mean, I had a great career, but it's nothing I really like talking about. When I go back for old timers games, we talked for a half hour. He's talking about Marilyn Monroe. He oh said, uh, "He says, for all I know, you're taping this thing now. I'm going to play it." I said, "No, I would never do that." And I'm thinking, "Why am I not taping this?" Yeah, <laughs> not to, I wouldn't have played it because he right, didn't want but you. Just to have but it. Just to yeah, have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty minutes on the phone with Joe DiMaggio. You know, and that's you know, I was talking earlier about like where we are a celebrity culture, and I think that that the the the, the selfies aren't just because of social media and showing off to your friends, look who I got to meet. I, I, the way I always describe, because I've had the opportunity to see some pretty major actors perform live on the Broadway stage, and it is something special. And I, for me, it's always this feeling like I have a life story, like we all do, and all of your days and all of your moments are kind of mapped out end to end, you know, by the time your days are done. And then you have these extraordinary figures, right. these figures that are known throughout the world that have done incredible things in the penetration that they've made into the culture, into the psyche. And they, too, have a life story that's mapped out in all of their days and all of their hours and all of their minutes. And somehow their life story and your life story intersected at a moment in time. Yeah. And the ability to capture that moment in time in a, in a, in a picture it makes that sort of real. It's It somehow elevates our existence in a way because we've touched greatness. I and mean, when we all aspire to greatness, we don't all get that opportunity ourselves to do something at that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're fascinated by it. Yeah. But the idea of, of sort of my life story and their life story intersecting in a moment is kind of a magical thought. You've had that with, I mean, some incredible people like Tiger Woods, Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio. I mean, mm-hmm. the list, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of it. My first wow. story at Channel 4 was with Jim Thorpe right after he came back from the 1912 Olympics. 
Oh, that was... Yeah, you were older than him. At the yeah, time. I'm... I'm, I'm That's yeah. when you... Did you have a selfie for, for it? <laughs> yeah, no, I drew somebody it. Just sent me a, somebody just sent me a video of the Muhammad Ali video. Yeah, so, somebody emailed that Ryan. I guess, sure I, I guess we now have the... Uh, it's just a bit of it, but it's... I want to hear the audio. I'm about to put it on Twitter. Can you hold it up to the uh, little camera for the people watching It looks watching like on they, they did a story on, on memories of the station, ah. so it's just a bit of the Muhammad Well, that's Ali all we want to see yeah. is just to see a I young see Doug standing next to oh. a beautiful Muhammad Ali who is magnificent And And you'll like this, Ed. The guy who sent it to me is named Ted Williams. What are the chances? Big Teddy names all around. Is. Muhammad Ali. You have the audio, Plowhawk? Uh, you were included on the email, I think. Uh, what, e- what email address? Oh, maybe Jackson can forward it to you. I know that Jackson, I thought you were included. I mean, that's so incredible. How awesome is that? I didn't even know that was out. July there. 1980, Doug. It's on YouTube. 80, yeah. Gosh. I mean, in 80... They included still, a lot of it. He was still technically right, didn't he? Lose to Holmes and... I think down. maybe he did. He was on the downside at that that's point. Awesome. That's why he was there. Done at that point yeah. as a boxer, but not as a... I mean, that, he though. remained, uh, I mean, he'll forevermore. I mean, he's mm-hmm. on the Mount Rushmore of athletes who transcended their sport. Mm-hmm. You know, if you talk, that's always a fun game uh, to play is just sort of, you know, people that started in, in one sport that became so big that whether you followed the sport or not, whether you were in the United States or in Timbuktu, you knew this person's mm-hmm. name. You knew who they were. And, you know, I think Muhammad Ali is one yeah. of them. I think Tiger Woods is one of I them. I think that. Michael Jordan is one of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there are probably some uh, – are, there's an argument in there for probably a lot of people, but is there anybody that in that game that jumps out at your mind, somebody who's so transcended their sport that – even a person who missing never an obvious watched one. the game. We now, welcome the listeners to text in. No. Yeah, we always now, have now for for maybe alternate reasons. I think right now we're seeing that like uh, Travis Kelsey has sure, at least absolutely. temporarily transcended the sport, but not mm-hmm. simply on uh, you know through his own fame, but through the the people he's associated with. And God bless him, it's fantastic. Does Arnold Palmer count? Um, I don't think so. Probably not. I don't there. think Arnold Palmer would be known. No. Um, you know, in 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 yeah. various parts of the of the world. I feel like we're missing a couple just off the top of my head. I'm I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know that Babe Ruth is at that level because, because of the time. The time, right? Right. I think you have to sort of be, you know, and I think you need to sort of be associated with more than just the sport itself. I mean, with mm-hmm. with Michael Jordan, he he had the shoes. Uh, you know, I mean, Tiger Woods was I think was pretty transcendent before the scandals. So oh, I don't absolutely. know what I would point to absolutely. necessarily, but of course his deal with Nike and I mean he had a, he had a machine behind him, uh, getting him out there. But Muhammad Ali had to do it the uh, old-fashioned no. way. Yeah. Did it before social media, you know. Did it for his you know his what he said as much as as his fighting, mm-hmm. you know, his personality. Messi in there? Should hmm? Messi in that? Camera? Messi's. I think that there's definitely got it right now. I think Messi is probably. Generally known, but but are you, I don't know that I confidently say that most people know who Lionel Messi is. Yeah. Not in this country. They do around the rest well, of the world. Well, that's what I'm saying, but, yeah. if you, but it's got to be around the world. Mm. you got to transcend. Probably Ronaldo. You know, he's probably, I would say in the world of, of football, maybe somebody at the time like Pele would have been better. Yeah, we got, we got a couple. Uh, because he was at a time where there was no other names. It was just the one. What have you seen? What do you see? Uh, popping up? Let's see, Pele, Jim Brown, Mike Tyson. I think Tom Brady, maybe for at least temporarily, right now is is known. Gretzky? I don't know if he's known Gretzky in Timbuktu. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky, maybe. 
Maybe. Yeah. But again, you know, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, again, though, that is a good one, though. But again, it's it's, it's always because it's the sport plus plus something activism yeah. like Jim Brown or, or Muhammad Ali. Um, Bruce but, Jenner. Well, yeah, there you go. I mean, certainly. Uh, but, you know, I don't know how many people they all know who he is. She is. Caitlyn Jenner, right. if I'm being respectful. Mm. But what's odd is that, that that not a lot of people have any idea that uh, at one point was Olympic, gold medalist, oh, decathlon. God, yeah. mm-hmm. Most people don't. I mean, I don't even know that I could name all ten events in the decathlon. No. You know, I, I, can, I can, I would I, I go on. I can give you a solid five, I think, but I don't think I could give you all ten. I remember he was such a great athlete that that one of the teams in Kansas City. Might have been the Chiefs drafted him, saying they were looking for the best athlete available. Really? This is in late rounds, he got drafted. What position would, would he have even played? I, I, I don't know. He probably could have played something. That's the thing with the decathlon is why do we never think of the the person who wins the decathlon as the best athlete in the world? Like, I, is it because we look at that and say that they're extremely good at a lot of different things, but they don't exhibit the level of singular greatness that you might get with somebody that has one sport? that they are just through the moon with. Yeah. You know, Probably because can you even them. name any other decathlon winner? Well, if you Bob win the aren't you known as the greatest athlete in the world? If you win, you, yeah, but, but nobody knows the yeah, name the of 20s. whoever won, you know, <laughs> whoever won the last one. Nobody has any yeah. idea. So no. like David Beckham, that's a good, there's one. What about David yeah, Beckham? David that Beckham. Was that's, that's a good answer. Oh. Cal May protege nicely done. You know, I wonder, yeah, I mean, there is there are other big personalities out there. Um, we'd have to go. I'd have to go overseas. Or is the show willing to pay for me to go overseas? Yeah, sure, absolutely. We, have, we actually have an overseas yeah. budget. Yeah. Um, we have Thank a bureau in Moscow. <laughs> I saved my twenty grand. I'm going to go to Vienna, but I Thank don't God. Know. Now, what about what, what what about outside of sport? And you haven't given us an answer over there. Have you not ever met anybody? Yeah, Plowboy. What do you got? Plowboy, anything? No, I've you, been pretty sheltered in terms of living. You and Carlos travel. Martinez hit it off. Yeah, I would say those, like, small instances of, mm-hmm. like, interviewing little things like that. But I'm from a rural area, very, you know, country. Didn't really get to meet a lot of people. Met Jim Tomey a few times at the Canton High V because he lived, like, 10 miles away. That's about it. Nothing too exciting for me. And that's and you didn't actually uh, – did you pick a, a singular – Experience. I don't know that you. Uh, the Bobby Knight one. Oh, the, is, yeah, but it, I, I, I interviewed Barry Bonds, and that was surreal. Also, that probably happened like a month after the Bobby Knight thing, uh, and and how we just I, we didn't talk baseball at all. I, I essentially asked him, "Why are you a dick?" And it was a great exchange. It really was. What I wish was his answer. Uh, he goes. He goes. I, I said, "We're sitting." I mean, I look back on it. And I have a picture of it. I have a full head of hair. It's a wonderful sight. I'd, but I, I, oh, I people, can only imagine. Oh my God! You wouldn't believe it. Handle it. I'm gonna put on my thing. <laughs> but uh, he's their kids leaning over screaming. I said, so like for example, and I'm 23 and I'm asking this. I think back. I go, what the hell was I doing? I said, if you walked over there for like five minutes, you could probably sign 20 autographs, and that would make those people's lives for the rest of their. They would remember that for the rest of their lives. And he goes, but you don't understand. We don't get paid to do that. I don't get paid to sit here and talk to you. I get paid to play. And then I'll sit here and talk to you, and then you'll go and rip me the next day. And he goes, that's why I don't do this stuff. That's why I don't do this stuff. And I have to say, he made a, he made, he was making good points, and he was really affable. I think because I was so young and so small, he was just like, oh, I'll, this is like an intern getting a yeah. chance, and I'll help it out. But it was really a great exchange. Well, I think it's, it's, it's got to be tough for uh, 
famous people, and I mean, I don't, not shedding any tears. They get a lot of privileges and how they're treated in the world. Uh, but it comes at, at, at a price. And that's the thing, as you say, it would take five minutes to go over there for that group of kids. But there's always a group of kids, and they all take five minutes. And at what point, you know, he could spend his life just having one-on-one encounters with people and giving them a great memory, but that can't be his life, mm. and that can't be expected of him. Um, and I think that it would be nice if there was a, a more articulated social contract between regular citizens and celebrity. I don't know that anybody would stick with it, but I think if there, if listen, if there were more boundaries, if there were more things understood, like I've heard celebrities say, if people see I'm there with my kids, you know, leave me be. You know, whereas I'm the opposite. When it, when it, during my little time where I was doing all the videos and people around town were recognizing me, I loved it when they would come up to me when I had my kids around because I want my kids to see. You see, you see, these people th- these people think I'm something. You know, um, and I think my kids always enjoyed it because they, you know they they makes them feel like their father's something special. But if I was at the level of fame that you know these people are, where they are instantly recognizable every place they go, and nowadays where people immediately are getting on their phones to let even more people know where they can be found, so that they can be swarmed on their way out as well, it's a wonder that so many of them are able to to sort of interact comfortably with the fans and and give anything back. I wonder if they wouldn't rather take the selfie than sit there and sign autographs. You know, It seems like it'd be quicker and easier and just walk right on down the line, snap, snap, snap. And wouldn't you think, too, more like to the Mickey Mantle thing, you know Mm -hmm. that if they're taking a picture with you, it's because it's something that that they want to keep for themselves. Mm -hmm. There's no no value. There's no book value to a selfie of you with one of these people Mm -hmm. you know that's not that's worth nothing but it's worth a lot intrinsically to you so yeah i would think the selfies for that alone would be more meaningful than a scribble and not even selfies mcguire once told me he goes i don't understand the autograph thing he says wouldn't you rather just come up and shake somebody's hand and say hi nice to meet you and shake a hand and you have that forever Mm -hmm. instead of asking for an autograph yes i i think that Absolutely, uh, I think having that that type of interaction to the individual is more intimate. But I do think that people like to have something that commemorates the the intersection. And I think that a signature was always like proof that our lives intersected, because it was never the same if you bought somebody's autograph. And there's something nice about that. I have an extensive autograph collection, and I do sort of enjoy the fact that the person had contact with this object. It links you to them in some interesting way. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge difference between buying somebody's autograph and being the one to oh, sure. to get it, you know, oh, yeah. in person. Oh, yeah. I, I once yeah, was on right. a plane with the St. Louis Blues. It was during the lockout, and they were heading to New York to meet with all the players to have their big meeting when they were voting for stuff. And I was shocked because they all looked like high school kids. You know, I, <laughs> I mean, without the you know, yeah. things yeah. on and without being on the skates, they all... Not very uh, big. Changed the, yeah, I mean, it was, I was shocked. And um, they were all on the plane, and I, I wanted to get their autographs for my son. And I'm like, they're, they're trapped. You know, they're, they're confined. But I, mm. I, if I start walking up and down the aisles, my, they, they're going to tell me to sit yeah, down. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. So what I did was I had, I had a sheet out, and I waited as each of them went to use the bathroom. I waited till they went first, but on their way back to their seat, I would just quickly interrupt and say, and it, once I had the first one, the rest were easy. Because I, I would just say, would you mind, you know, adding this on? I'm trying to put something together for my son. And once they had seen a teammate had signed, right. what are they going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, then they would feel like a jerk 
not signing. So by the time it was done, I, I got everybody who had a pee on that flight. Uh, <laughs> and if they didn't have to pee, I didn't get them. Uh, but that was like during, I think, T.J. Oshie was, was sort oh, of sure. a oh, the big rebuild. guy in that group. And yeah. most of those guys are so nice. That's they the thing, man. Yeah, with hockey players, I'd yeah. say you're going to be, be successful. That, that's the group that I yeah. would tell Well, you I will say, you know, Ryan O'Reilly um, did, was, our, you know, was one of our spokespeople uh, for a year. And um, we got to do an episode of Three Lawyers Eating Sandwiches with him at a vegan place because he's vegan. And uh, he was maybe the single nicest mm-hmm. athlete slash celebrity <laughs> yeah. that I have ever yeah. met in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I spent an entire day with him shooting, and then we did a shoot for Car Shield oh, where yeah. he was also there. And I was stunned that he even remembered me because, I mean, yes, we had spent a full uh, two days together shooting, one to do commercials and one to do Three Lawyers Eating Sandwiches. Um, and here I am doing this commercial shoot, and Ric Flair is there, and all these other athletes that do the Car Shield commercials. And and Ryan O'Reilly comes up to me, to me. He's like, "Hey, how's it how's it going? You know, he's still doing the stuff." And I'm like, "I was blown away." How about that? So, but he uh, uh, and he was so good with my son. And I think as a parent, do you find that that the way you feel about somebody is completely influenced by, by how they treat your children? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now I'm at the very early stages of it, but yes, Adam Wainwright on his own. We were walking out of a spring training game and walking past the Cardinal Clubhouse, and he kneels down and gives my son a ball and shows him, you know, how he throws pitches. And he was like two or three. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, just... Adam Wainwright. I had an encounter similar, at, and now it was at a, like a sports writers' dinner thing, so I, he knew he was going to engage with people. But that was the thing. He was so tall that when he would meet kids. He'd take a knee, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, there's just something about that. There's something humbling yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's dressed in this nice suit. Yeah. He didn't just crouch down, and I'm sure he's done that before too. But the kids that were there were, were short, and he, you know, went down to the knee. It made such an impression on me. I said, that's a humble man. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. a good guy. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. segment as always, Ed. We are we have broken a record for our longest seven o'clock oh, hour, I believe. Yeah. Is this no, correct, Plowick? No. This was not a record. Yeah. This yeah. is the record. 50, 50, 50, and that we know this last week's record. Last in week. twenty years of the show's history, we have set records in back to back weeks. How about that? That's Look inc- at you. That's incredible. But you know what? I think was I, I tried to go back to sports a little bit this week. And I tried to be more conversational. I watched last week's footage. Oh, you, you go over your game film? Doug does that. He goes I, I over his game to film every night. Yeah. <laughs> I review the, the game film. I, I felt I got a little heavy last week, a little personal, and a little too monologue. Well, I love, I love, I loved, I loved this week. I love last I, week. I, I, I want to get, I want to show you the, I want to show the listeners different shades of Ed. Yeah. You, you know? engage. I want you to listen. I take people, everything you I do. I don't want you to know this. People want you to do a show. Are you aware of that? Listen, somebody just needs to give me the opportunity. Doug always tells people they should leave a successful career to get into broadcasting. That's one of your biggest... always. (laughs) You're a doctor, lawyer, give it all up. I could get do yourself a, some I journalistic do a, I could training. do a weekly show <laughs> easily and happily. Yes, you could easily. And I don't, I don't care about the money. It's, it's, it's really... Well, you're in the right it's, industry. It's, right. <laughs> it's the opportunity. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I think it's, like I told you before, it's a great thing. Anyway, I know we got a break. Well, that, that, either way, we enjoy the conversation, and the audience does as well. Thank you so much. Ed Herman uh, here from Brown and Crouppen. We'll close out the 7 o'clock hour at 9 o'clock. <laughs> this. Some hours last two hours. Yeah, that's that's right. all there is. This is TMA presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.